0: When you believe in things that you don't
1: Welcome to the New Atheist Experience, we are live with Kwali Kush and Kwame Ramesu. This is the show that strives to educate, inform, and grow our community by promoting reading, critical thinking, and secular humanism as a replacement for the heavily biblical worldview that has halted the growth of our people for over 2000 years. It is the lack of scientific literacy, logic, reasoning, and critical thinking in our community that produces a public that is more susceptible to trickery, scams, and cons. Not only does religion make one less likely to value reality. But it also produces many of the ills of our society, racism, prejudice, and various superstitious beliefs. On this show, we encourage people to question their beliefs and their origins and how religious thought patterns affect our behavior. You can listen to this show as a podcast on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. You can also watch us live on YouTube every Sunday. We also have other shows on our channel, so if you like this show, you might want to check those out as well. We have a science podcast called Shout Out Electron and an investigative podcast called New Thugs. Those links are in the description below. If you love this content, why not consider making a contribution to help us grow our platform and reach more people? Your contribution will help us pay for various monthly subscriptions and equipment costs needed to produce this content. You can make a one-time, monthly, or annual contribution directly at our website, qualikush.com. Every dollar helps us out, so don't hesitate to show your support. If you would love to contribute, but you cannot contribute financially, you can still help out the show by clicking the like button, sharing this content on your social media, or by visiting the website kwalikush.com. Your engagement helps us rank better and thus reach more people. Check the description below for all of these links. Now for all my Bible readers out there, for all my Quran readers out there, you've been reading the same book for generations and you still have not found liberation for our people. How much better would our community be if instead of reading the same book every Sunday over and over again, we read a different book every Sunday? Imagine that. If the preacher read a different book to the congregation every Sunday instead of the same book over and over again, how much smarter would the congregation be? Well, church, at QualiKush.com, we read a different book to you every single day. For free, you don't have to read the books yourself anymore. I read them to you, and all you have to do is listen. You no longer have an excuse not to read books. Because I know a lot of y'all like to say that you don't have time where you can't sit still. Well, now you can listen to books anytime, anywhere. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on these free audiobooks. And if you don't prefer the books that I choose to read, you can get two free audiobooks of your choice when you sign up for a free trial with Audible. That link is also in the description or you can go to qualitycups.com and click the audiobooks tab. So make sure you share this content on your social media and help us grow our platform and help wake these people up. And without further ado, we're going to begin the show you are listening to the new Atheist Experience. Hey, did you know Amazon had a website for black businesses? That's right, blackownedamazon.com. If you're black, show you black, shop black. Every single product on blackownedamazon.com is from a black-owned business, and not only that, when you buy from BlackOwnedAmazon.com, Amazon will donate a portion of your total purchase to assist new Black-owned businesses. So if you're Black, show you Black, shop Black. BlackOwnedAmazon.com. Be sure to bookmark this website so that you never forget to shop at BlackOwnedAmazon.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to the New Atheist Experience with your hosts Kwali Kush and Kwame Remesu. As always, we strive to educate and inform the community on skepticism and free thinking and secular humanism as opposed to the heavily heavily biblical worldview that has halted the growth of black people for over 2,000 years. So, as always, we're going to start it off with the book of the day. Today's book of the day is called Godless. Godless by Dan Barker. Oprah said it was 17 years but it was actually 19 years between Barker's first sermon at the age of 15 and his last sermon at the age of 34 In part 1 of Godless he tells the story of how he moved from a devout preacher to an atheist and even beyond that and in part 2 he describes why he was an atheist and presents his philosophical reasons for unbelief and in part 3 of the book He describes what's wrong with his previous religion Christianity critiques the Bible its reliability as well as as its morality and the historical evidence for Jesus and lastly but certainly not least in part four titled life is good he goes back to his personal story and takes a case to the United States Supreme Court dealing with personal trauma and experiencing the excitement of adventures in atheism so millions of good people live moral happy, loving, meaningful lives without believing in God. So if you wanna read this book or listen to it, you can do so, the link is in the description. And if you decide to sign up for Audible, not only will you get two free audio books, but you'll also be helping this channel in the process. So please check that link out, it's in the description. And um, I know it, uh, it's Valentine's Day, so first of all, I wanna thank everybody for popping in. If you uh, fuck with Valentine's Day, I personally don't celebrate commercial holidays but I understand that uh you know everybody like to have a little fun and take a little break every now and then so if you into Valentine's Day happy Valentine's Day to you and in the spirit of Valentine's Day we were supposed to air a little clip about dating atheists a while back we never got to air the clip and if you're watching live then you in for a treat because you get to actually see it if you're not watching live and you're watching after this show has already aired it's a possibility that this clip will be removed by YouTube for copyright reasons so please forgive me but I will post it on my website if you want to check it out it's quillycush.com but for everybody else that's watching live now we can go ahead and get into this clip. So basically uh, tonight we're gonna have an open topic call-in show for all the people that love to ask me questions in the chat room Now is the time for you to call in So you don't have to um, badger me via comments We do this every week So you can just call in and cuss me out face to face like a real man or a woman Or whatever you are But first of all before uh, we start talking to the callers we're going to play these clips Hopefully that inspire y'all to get some talking points so y'all can call in and let us know what's on your mind. You don't have to be an atheist to call in. We love to talk to people who disagree with us actually more than we love to talk to people who agree with us. So if you are a believer, please, please call in. The number is on the bottom of the screen. So let's check out this video right quick.
2: Now, think about.
0: This is my father, Bill Cooper.
3: I'm glad to finally meet you. Jill's told me a great deal about you, and, well, it's nothing like meeting face-to-face.
0: No. no, sir. Please, have a seat. Thank you.
3: This is our traditional
0: family dinner. If you don't mind me saying, everything looks delicious. It it is. Is. Thank you, Lord, for this food. We ask you to bless
3: our guest, Jack, and this special meal and our time together. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen. Amen, let's eat. Amen, let's eat. Please pass me those bourbon mashed potatoes.
3: Well, that's quite an impressive career you've had. Oh, yes. Uh, War correspondent for the Associated Press?
0: Yes. um, uh, It's a joy to be a reporter. Um, I've been very fortunate.
3: Oh, your parents must be very
0: proud. Oh, yes. I wouldn't know. Oh, I'm glad. I think these are the best bourbon mashed potatoes you've ever made. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you mean you wouldn't know? We haven't talked in ten years.
3: Are they in some kind of a coma?
0: Or? We had a falling out. What kind of falling out? Over religion.
3: Yours or theirs? Both, in fact. Well, what are they?
0: They're Baptists. Well, Alright. <laughs> and you are? I'm an atheist.
4: I'm going to need another helping of those bourbon mashed potatoes.
3: I'm not quite sure I heard you correctly. Did you say you don't talk to your parents because you're a Methodist? The boy said atheist, Gladys.
0: I knew it was something peculiar.
3: And, uh, you never told my daughter what you were? No, sir, I never told her.
0: No, I can't believe.
3: I'll handle this. So that's why you and your folks don't speak? Yes, sir. Well, at least it shows you come from good
2: parents. Oh. So you don't believe in God?
0: I deny the existence of God, yes.
2: Damn! Wow. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So what about Jesus? You don't
0: believe in Jesus either? At least, as the son of God, that is. I never thought I'd say
3: anything like this as long as I live, but I can't eat my own cooking. So you became an atheist when, uh, after seeing some
0: traumatic event covering the war? Maybe somebody dropped you on your head when you were a baby
1: or something like that.
0: I said I'll handle this. Actually, sir, it was a decision based on science, reason, and logic. I see. With all due respect, sir, we just have different philosophies, that's all. I don't have a philosophy.
3: I have a faith. Praise this name. You we better appreciate <laughs> game.
2: Yep. Hey, listen, let, let, let me ask you a question. Okay, let's just say you driving late at night in the back country roads of Georgia and you look in your rearview mirror and you see a state trooper, he's driving up on you all close and slow. Now, you got an open can of Budweiser in the car, mm. your taillight's busted, your seatbelt ain't on, and you're rolling with a white girl. Oh. So now you're trying to tell me you don't start saying... Please, God, God, please, God, don't let this man stop me. Please don't let this state trooper pull me over.
0: Yeah, that's what he said. That's what I say. These potatoes are so good. Just so I can understand this. So if I were a drug dealer or a bank robber, and I go to church and I confess my sins, you would welcome me with open arms? Hmm. But because I'm an atheist, I can't be forgiven. Because a drug dealer and a bank robber can be saved.
5: Oh, please. Name, thank you. Hallelujah.
0: And I can't? I thought your God forgives everybody. Oh, he does.
3: And when he gets around to you, you come back and see me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you'd do better if he was gay.
0: Why could you not tell me? I wanted to. You lied. I didn't lie. I, I, I just didn't tell you. Well, what's the difference? Or can't you tell being an atheist and all? Jill, you have every reason to be upset. Oh, I'm past upset. I'm past furious. I'm bordering on enraged wrath, baby, headed toward physical retribution. We went to church together. You sang, you danced, I thought you had the Holy Ghost. I love the music. But not the words? Jill, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you because I didn't want to lose you, okay? Because I love you. And losing you would be the worst thing that ever happened to me.
5: Worked as good as your lips
0: You'd be one hell of a man Joe I believe one thing you believe another. What's the difference? All the difference in the world So it doesn't mean anything that I love you. How could you love anybody? If you don't love God
4: How about you love for the night?
3: I did I got halfway home and I realized there was something that needed to be said you know the most important thing in my life is seeing my children happy
5: I know Dan
3: and no one knows more than me what it's like to lose someone you love yeah. which is why forgetting everything I said earlier I need to know Are you so in love with that young man that life would be unbearable without him?
4: It's okay, Dad. It's settled.
0: I told Jack I never want to see him again.
3: And you're okay with that decision?
4: I am. Oh, thank God. Why the atheists can't get no
5: love,
1: y'all? Why the atheist can't get no love, y'all? Now, me personally, I, I don't have this issue. Um, I ain't boasting or bragging or to my own horn, but, you know, er- everybody knows that Kwai is slanging the best D out here. We ain't got to get all into all of that. But why the atheist can't get no love, though? What is it about being an atheist? So I don't believe in your imaginary friend, so you can't be in a relationship with me. Somebody call in and help make, make sense of this for me uh, If you were atheist Do you experience problems in your marriage Relationships, sexcapades Related to your atheism And if you were Christian or a believer Of any kind How would you feel if you found out That your significant other had lost their faith Let's talk about it In the meantime Let's discuss this um, Bible Bible that y'all love so much how is history written real history what is the labor required to give accurate accounts of events in the past in um certain books like the greater journey from david mccullough his text describes paris sir George of mary cassatt and samuel morse among many others They're followed by 76 pages listing many sources, exactly where he found his information. McCullough spent a lot of time digging in libraries and archives. If McCullough and countless other historians didn't name their sources, we would have every right to be suspicious. Then there are novelists. Authors who write historical novels usually consult sources as well, but then use their imaginations to create stories. Modern readers are usually savvy enough to know the different genres. But then there's the Bible And why do I say it like that? Because folks, when you read the Bible You literally buy bull So The readers of the Bible seem little inclined to ask of any chapter in the Gospels especially Where did this story come from? What are the author's sources? Why should it be trusted? Since the Bible has been hyped forever as the word of God, that it was inspired by God, readers let their guard down. Rembrandt even depicted an angel whispering to the gospel in Matthew's ear, a romanticized notion that appeals to some of the faithful. In the absence of the angel, however, we are still asked to believe that God, in the form of the Holy Spirit, I suppose, manipulated the brains of the Bible authors to write specific words on the page. How can this be verified? Did the words that ended up on the page flow from God or from the author's imagination? Sadly, one is just as likely as the other, which is being generous since we suspect based on the poor quality of much of the Bible that God had nothing to do with it. So we're back to the basic question, where does it come from? This is especially true when we try to evaluate the book of Acts, the sequel to Luke's gospel. It was written perhaps 50 to 60 years after the events depicted, and we hit this brick wall. The author never names his sources. Where did he get his information? Consider the opening verses of Acts, chapter 18, verses 1 through 3, and I quote. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome, Paul went to see them. And because he was the same trade, because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them, and they worked together. By trade they were tent makers. Now this seems like a straightforward reporting. Why suspect anything else? I mean especially it mentions the expulsion of Jews from Rome, known from other sources as well, right? But it's common for novelists to mention historical events as we know, and we know that the author of Acts can't be taken seriously as a historian His characters include angels and the Holy Spirit which are a mark of fantasy literature, fiction to say nothing of what we find in Acts chapter 1 the ascension of Jesus, i.e. his disappearance into heaven through the clouds, that most certainly is fiction and Christians who suggest, well it's just a metaphor concede that it fails as actual History. Luke postures as a historian in Luke chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 in which he claims to use accounts handed on to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses. But that's not good enough. How was the handing on done? By documentation, by word of mouth, he doesn't say. He does not name specific sources, letters, diaries, transcripts, or other archival materials that we should expect a historian to be quoting. We suspect that perhaps Luke is just winging it. Christian curiosity fails if Bible readers don't ask or probe and question how texts were created. The sequel to Luke's gospel is especially suspect, and I quote, The book of Acts has been all discredited as a work of apologetic historical fiction. Nevertheless, its author, traditionally Luke, the author of the Gospel, may have derived some of its material or earlier ideas from traditions written or oral, but the latter would still be extremely unreliable and wholly unverifiable, and not only because testing out what Luke inherited from what Luke chose to compose therefore is all but impossible for us now. Thus, our best hope is to posit some written sources, even though their reliability would be almost hard to verify, especially, again, as we don't have them, so we cannot distinguish what they actually said from what Luke added, left out, or changed," end quote. And that's from Richard Carrier on the Historicity of Jesus, another uh, writer that you might want to check out. Christian curiosity should also... Extend to spotting religious fanatics How would devout Catholics feel if Mormon missionaries invaded Sunday mass to argue that Mormonism is the right religion? How would devout Baptists feel if Muslims bars into their services to do the same thing? We tend not to like religious fanatics advocating other religions But the heroes in Acts 18 are up to just that Quote every Sabbath Paul would argue in the synagogue and would try to convince Jews and Greeks while Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia Paul was occupied with proclaiming the word testifying to the Jews that the Messiah was Jesus and here we go again another quote now there came Ephesus a Jew named Apollos a native of Alexandria he was an eloquent man well versed in the scriptures he had been instructed in the land in the way of the Lord and he spoke with burning enthusiasm and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. Now notice that the author of Acts admits too much. Apollos preached with burning enthusiasm and taught accurately, but he got some of the message wrong. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. Because of folks who claim insider information about God, on what basis do they know this? Religious fanatics corrected other religious fanatics, and so it has gone century after century. There are now more than 30,000 different Christian sects. That's a different version of Christianity for every single verse in the Bible. That's for ridiculous. There hasn't been enough Christian curiosity to figure out how they got into this mess. They don't want to even deal with it, which is why we got to bring it to their attention. You're welcome. So, Luke did write apologetic historical fiction, aka fantasy literature, but he must also be recognized as a strident court propagandist. In Luke fourteen twenty-six, he wrote, claiming to quote Jesus that hatred of family and even life itself was a requirement for being a disciple. Divided loyalties were not acceptable. And here in Acts 18, he depicts Jews as enemies of the Jesus sect. Luke's breakaway quote was the only right one, making comments that have been contributed to anti-Semitism, such as, when the Jews opposed and rivaled him in protest, he shook from the dust from his clothes and said to them your blood be on your heads I am innocent from now on I will go on to the Gentiles End quote and we have another one here the Jews made a United attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal they said this man persuading people to worship God in ways that are contrary to the law for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public showing that the scriptures that the Messiah is Jesus If an all-knowing God had inspired these words, he might have foreseen the damage these verses would do in centuries to come. Let it be noted, by the way, that it is only through distorted Christian lens that the Old Testament has been used to prove that Jesus was the Messiah. Devout Jews know that you can find Jesus in the Old Testament only if that's your theological obsession. There are no texts in ancient scriptures that say the Messiah will be Jesus of Nazareth and at a time when conquerors called Romans will dominate our land. Christian curiosity also should kick in here. How did the New Testament authors get away with this sleight of hand, misconstruing ancient texts to mean Jesus? Above all, however, Christian curiosity should kick in about words credited to Jesus himself. Acts 18 reports a few words that were claimed to be his to assess these a bit of um, digression is required. How do we know which of the real words of Jesus are actually real words of Jesus? Christians themselves rush to claim that Luke got it wrong when he reported the famous hate your family Jesus quote. But in fact all Jesus quotes are suspect. Every last one of them. Just how could the authentic words of Jesus have been preserved? Look at any text in Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. With all of the authors and look at what they present as Jesus' script. When it was written down for the first time. For how long has it been since they had gone from word of mouth passing down to writing down, passing it down? And how many times was it told and retold? Probably dozens or hundreds of times before they wrote it down. We know how accurate that would be, right? You played the telephone game in kindergarten. Even after the Gospels had been written, they were copied by hand for centuries, and we know that thousands of errors were made. So, what are the chances that we have in our Bibles today the real, authentic, accurate words of Jesus? Most Bible scholars who create modern translations know about these problems, yet, some of them want to encourage worship of the text on the belief that it is magically inspired by God. Hence, we find the practice of printing the words of Jesus in red. This is the case with my tattered version of the Bible I've had since I was a teenager and with the New International Version on my Kindle. It's annoying because it's dishonest and misleading. But in Acts 18 the red ink is just downright silly. Here's a Jesus quote, not from a sermon he gave somewhere in Galilee, but as heard inside Paul's head. That's right, Paul was a crazy person that never met Jesus. But all you Christians follow Paul. Maybe not even that, but as imagined by the novelist, that it was imagined inside Paul's head. So Paul might not even be real. But nonetheless, here's the quote. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. You hear that part? In a vision. Don't be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you. And no one is going to attack you or harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. Now, the red ink is meant as a guarantor that these are real words of Jesus. Here, in Acts 18, the translators have lied. This is no surprise, since most New Testament scholars and translators are devout, even ordained, and thus are disposed to view the text as holy even if not literally inspired, but the lie is not worth it. Faith bias is easier to deal with. Father Joseph Fitzmyer, monumental commentator on Acts, the Anchor Bible, volume 31, is an amazing scholarly achievement, but his faith bias is a distraction. On some level, he takes these hallucinated Jesus words seriously. When Paul is assured of heavenly assistance in a dream, he stays on in Corinth for a year and a half. Quote, Thus the risen Christ encourages his chosen instrument for the evangelization of Gentiles in the important city of Corinth. The hyping of the Bible as word of God has 2000 years of momentum and that only blunts curiosity. What is the point of questioning the product of inspiration? Which is yet more damage caused by faith bias? Christian lay people, the folks in the pews, need to step up their curiosity game. How about this? Every time they hear verses read from the pulpit, they should do follow-up research. Check out the results of scholarly inquiry and analysis, which to no surprise are not usually shared from the pulpit. So much has been written about every chapter of the Bible by devout and secular scholars alike. Yes, Joseph Fitzmyer, Richard Carrier, and many more. So if you want to check out the books of these, I suggest that you do so. You can find the links at quallycush.com. Just go to the search bar and type in Joseph Fitzmaier or Richard Carrier and their books will come up. There are about um, at least two or three books that reference thousands of other works. that are portals into the world of in-depth Bible analysis. But there is much, much more wrong with the Bible. Is anybody able to explain the cognitive dissonance that Christians go through when they read the Bible? Because I can't make sense of it. What y'all got? My whole thing about God writing the Bible Is Why the hell would God write a book Think about it He's God, right I mean he controls everything In the universe, he knows everything He knows you Why the hell would God write a book And then, why would he come And deliver the book In a time where most of the world was illiterate Knowing that languages Change over time, words change Definition over time and things get lost in translation. God would be smart enough to know this. So why would he write the Bible or inspire the Bible? Well, the answer is God wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. If there was a God, if there was a true God, He wouldn't be out here writing books and and presenting them to ancient goat herders. It's just not God like. There's not godly. It makes no sense. So yesterday we had the uh, pleasure of watching the Trump trial So for all my black Christians out there I would like to know how do you reconcile your hatred for Trump with the fact that you both have the same religion? How does that compute in your brain? What does it feel like to know that your enemy and you are both worshiping the same imaginary Scott daddy Explain this to me I know we got more Christians out there than just Mark I'm almost I'm almost um, 85% sure That Mark is a pope Alright Nonetheless There are people out there that believe the dumb shit that he says So We let him rock but we still think you're a pope mark You're not fooling anybody And if you're not a pope Call in and prove me wrong So what else we got going on in the world today I want to do something that we never did on the show before And uh, we're going to talk about a couple of current events So what's happening in the world As of February 14, 2021 New Atheist News Y'all remember that um that old video of James Randy that he exposed the scam evangelist Peter Popoff making extremely specific predictions during the faith healing seminar, and Randy exposed how Popoff's wife was feeding him the details that the attendees filled out on the prayer cards that they received when they came to the church. So this sorts of tricks are still going on in the church today. And guess what? We got some examples of it. 2021, they still tricking y'all. Sid Roth, host of a show called It's Supernatural, and a guy obsessed with how God is, quote, fixing his clogged toilet. Last Thursday explained that one of his previous guests, Chris Reed had made a very specific prediction about a woman in Kansas named Evelyn, whose grandson was in a car accident. Reed said that God would help her family Ross title for this video is The Most Accurate Prophecy I've Ever Heard With Proof So if you want to check it out uh, Do so, but not right now Wait till I finish talking So Back in January, Chris Reed Said this I just had a vision that came to me And I believe that there is going to be Someone that's going to be watching this broadcast And I believe that this person lives in Kansas Okay, I think it's a woman and this woman's either her son or grandson was involved in a car accident in the last 2 or 3 months and there were some injuries about uh, towards her grandson I believe this woman's name is Evelyn and I believe she's around 70 or 71 years old and I believe that there is a Joshua, perhaps a David or I want to say a Janice I know this woman, I just see it and the Lord is touching that grandson that was in that car accident and the glory of God will result from this scary experience that he had because his grandson, this grandson, is going to come into an encounter with the Lord as a result. He's gonna find the fear of the Lord, and he has a calling on his life. He's had calling on his life this whole time. And this experience he had is going to bring about and initiate a change in the spirit of repentance to come back into his life. I think there's an address, it's either a woman or the young man. It's like 1301 Fair Lane or Fairfield Lane, one of the two. I believe that this woman also is involved. I believe it's in child care, some kind of child care or group home or something like that. But I believe a revival is coming to her and her family and restoration of some relationships. And I, also the healing of this grandson at the beginning of a calling and a pursuit in his life for greater things of God. Now this is all extremely specific, so either Reed is getting messages directly from some supernatural source and miracles are real, or he had a way to find his stuff out. What you think? Either way, after Roth played that clip from January episode of his show, he mentioned that the woman in question, Evelyn, was a real woman. Someone who knew her got in touch with her after hearing the episode and noticing the similarities. She was there for an interview. Isn't that incredible? Nah, it's not. Assuming that Ellen wasn't in on the charade and assuming that she never contacted the show with prayer requests, how could Reed have known all of these things about her? Well, we can answer that. In fact, yesterday, I tried finding out how much of the information was publicly accessible before Chris Reed taped that episode. Turns out, all of it. Exhibit A. Evelyn Isung likes Sid Roth's show on Facebook. Alright. Exhibit B. In December, she posted about her grandson's accident. She also commented that he had broken arms in two places. Also, if you Google her name, you'll come across a website listing the address of the group daycare she runs. (laughs) Ditto with her age. I can't prove Chris Reed sought out that information beforehand, but his miraculous prediction has perfectly natural explanation for anyone willing to look for it. Reed, of course, is using her story to build up his own Prophetic ministry Is Reed lying to everyone? I can't prove that Is it possible he's lying to everyone? Hell the fuck yeah It's an old trick Real old trick Like three card money Repurposed for the age of Facebook It only has Christian followers That are willing to accept it So, Looks like we got A caller on the line um, area code six eight two. What's your name and where you calling from? i
5: Say your name one more time for the people.
1: Uh my name is Ray. Ray.
5: Yeah. Alright, What do you believe in and why, sir? Well, uh, I no longer believe in a uh um Christianity or anything like that anymore. Um, well, basically I was just calling, um, well, I'll tell you the reason why I, I called you guys one time before, probably like two weeks ago, um, basically because of, I used to be raised as a minister and, uh, just a lot of things I've seen in the church. And as I got to studying for myself the things that, you know, they told me not to read and not to listen to. And I started listening to it and started opening my mind up different perspectives and realizing everything that I believed in, um, couldn't hold up to the truth. Um, basically if a person comes into wanting to take more knowledge, they gotta understand you gotta come in these things with an open mind. You can't come in as if, you know, you know the complete truth where reality, you know, we all been told lies all throughout history if you really are a researcher like that. But uh the first thing I wanna I want to uh, say I was looking in the comments and I was seeing someone that was talking about they, they won't listen to someone that's unsaved and, you know, all these different things like that. I see these things all the time, but uh, I want to state this. If you read the Bible in Mark twenty four, twelve and 14, I, if, if you don't mind, can I read it for a second? Please. Okay, and it said... Um, and because of iniquity, iniquity shall abound, and thy love amen, shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all of the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. You have these people that's talking about, you know, they saved and all of this. But the Bible clearly says no one is saved until the end of time no one is saved according to the bible which i don't believe it believe in it no more but this just goes to show you that a lot of people they believe in things that they really don't understand and uh with the guy named stevie Wonder, he got this song called superstition you believe in things that you don't understand and when you look at religion this is what you see and you really can't blame them because this they don't understand the history why these things were brought on and why we believe these things we were. A lot of these things we believe because of our ancestors, you know, getting beat by a whip by the master. You know, they don't understand the things that they had to, to endure. You know, they hear about these things, but they don't understand how religion is attached to that. You know, and uh, basically it's like, you know, the master, The if you look at politics and look at different things like that nowadays, you know what I'm saying? They, basically teach us that we're going to get everything when we die while they're getting everything while they're living. And we come from living with a poor mindset, man. Like, we got to have, we got to wait until we die to have anything. And that's just not the way to go. And when people don't believe what they believe, they become the aggressive, But yet, when you start speaking facts, they start acting as if they are being persecuted. You know, in the Christian religion, they are big on talking about, you know, you they're being persecuted, but yet if you look at the airways, out of every other religion in the United States, pretty much all over the world, man, they got all the airways, they got a radio stations, they got the biggest churches with none uh don't have to pay taxes. You look on every block, you got a building there, you got a building here. You know, they got the biggest freedom of speech than anybody, but yet they will quickly to say they're being persecuted. But yet and like this little was playing earlier about um the atheist and the religious person. That's a lot of us that went through that. I went through that myself just recently, probably about I said about six or seven months ago.
1: You uh you know you, you if you don't mind, can you um tell us about it just for the sake of Valentine's Day? You yeah,
5: no yeah man. Or You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to make nobody famous or nothing like that. Just a brief explanation I, of what happened. Okay. I had this situation, okay. Um, this young lady I was dating at, a time, at one point in time, she was homeless for like 12 years. So her family kicked her out in Missouri. So, you know, I had my own crib, my own ride, everything like that. So, you know, I was kind of feeling her at the time and she was going through a bad situation, so instead of her being on the street, I just, you know, she, you know, you know how people talk when they want something, but they don't you know, come out with it. So, but you know, like, if you want to, you can just come, you know, live with me or whatever until you get on your feet. Okay, right. she get here, I'll pay for a ticket. Excuse me? Oh no, I was just
1: saying, right, right. Go
5: ahead. Yeah. yeah. I paid for a ticket and everything to get here, you know, and she had, like, two daughters, you know, they was, I mean, like, it was freezing cold, man, they was uh, kicked out on the street, and, um, so, when she got here, she was very religious, and, um, which I was in, at the time, I was like, I was in between not really knowing, more like an agnostic, and, um, but at the same time respect everybody else's views, you know. Mm-hmm. So when well, she finally realized, you know, um what my belief was, which we have already had these conversations one time before, and she was having some of the same beliefs, like, I don't really know, and I'm seeing all these things in religion. She was um uh Israelite as well, you know. And it's just so many things we've seen that just wasn't lining up. So After a while, you know, it became where she was kind of wavering back and forth. And then it became to a point where, where if you're not going to believe in God, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to believe in this, you're not going to believe in that, then we don't need to be together. But I'm like, it became so much like she became so aggressive, like, bro, it became a judgmental thing on that daily, bro. And not, and, and that with me taking her and her kids off the street. She was so indulging her religion to the point that she was willing to put her and her kids in a dangerous situation. So I just got fed up with it. Like, man, you just got to go because I'm sticking my neck out. I'm going, I'm working, I'm uh, taking care of the bills, taking care of everything or whatever. But yeah, here you go judging me because I got my mind open saying, possibility what we believe our whole life may not be true, you know? But it was at a point where she was calling uh, other believers and different things like that or putting negative stuff in her head and stuff like that, and it pretty much goes apart. And this is something that you have to deal with, bro. Even though you are an unbeliever, you may have the patience for their belief, even if you're in a relationship with them. But in reality, that person that's in a religion, that have a religious mind, nine times out of ten, bro, they're not going to be as patient with you as you are with them. Oh, yeah, I know that. And experience. that's, yeah, bro, that's not just a relationship, that's, that's with family members, that oh, with yeah. friends, you have people, they won't even talk to you anymore because when they find out that, you know, you just question what you've been taught. You know, why would God give you a brain and then expect you not to use it,
4: man? Yeah,
1: man, I had to make that point to a lot of uh, believers all the time. Like, um, if there if there really was a God... I think like you ever heard of Pascal's wager? Say that again. Have you ever heard of Pascal's wager?
5: Yeah, yeah, I have.
1: Yeah, so I think I think atheism to me, even though that's not my reason for uh, being an atheist, is based off of logic and reasoning and actually actual thought. But if you wanted to be safe, I think atheism is the best Pascal's wager because, like you said. If there was a God, He made you. He made your brain, and you're using it the way that He made it. And if you come to the conclusion that you don't have a good reason to believe that there is a God with the brain that was given to you, then whose fault is it really? So if God's going to send you to eternal damnation for using the brain that He gave you to use with the tools that, that, that your brain uses logic and reason, then that God is... Is an asshole like the god that's depicted in the Bible that set the stage for Adam and Eve to, to sin, they didn't know what sin was, and then he punished them for sinning. Like, that's crazy. So, anybody out there that's uh that's listening, if you don't know what Pascal's wager is, it's basically uh this guy named Pascal he says, Um, you should believe in God because if you if you don't believe in God and He's real, then you end up going to hell. But if if you believe in God and He's not real? Well, then you just you just waste your your time believing in God. It, it's, it's not not really a big deal. So he's saying the the safest thing to do in that scenario is to go ahead and believe in God. But the problem with Pascal's wager is th- it doesn't solve the problem that that it is presented for. Because what if you choose the wrong God? You in the same boat as the motherfucker who don't believe in God. So you it is it, it fails still because if you if you believe in jesus and the god turns out to be vishnu well you go to hell anyway so like i said the it's ultimate, not that's not really way is go
5: ahead I then it's not real love anyway
1: oh definitely not yeah. it's like putting a gun in your head saying love yeah. me or else <laughs> yeah correct correct, correct or me or correct. else but you mentioned that um that you used to be a believer so um I know um, I'm, I'm not questioning your sincerity or anything. I just want to clarify for for anybody that's listening that might be questioning their own beliefs, or they might be at that point that you were at when you when you were um, questioning your beliefs. What was the tipping What tipped the scale for you that made you say, "Okay, I can I, I ain't got to deal with this Bob. I know this is bullshit." Or, or did you come? Did you have that moment? Well,
5: I guess what was the tipping point for me was. I'm the I'm the type of guy, you know, I'm gonna go look for the contradiction. I'm not I'm not gonna run away from it. And uh I just got to a point where I just started looking up contradictions, I started studying it and everything that said that was uh you said is a contradiction, you have a believer that comes and say, Well, they start putting their own words into it. You know, even though they may have taught it a different way one minute, but then when you start coming up with contradictions they never heard before, they feel the need to protect a God that is supposed to be able to protect itself. So as I start questioning it, and I start looking at these different things and studying for myself, though, I used, like I said, I used to fail up from my like sun up to sun down studying it because when I first started researching, man, I started trying to prove that my religion was real. And my belief were real. Like, you know, I just didn't want to let it go. So it got to a point where I started praying and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm tired of praying and I'm start, tired of saying that someone spoke to me. In reality, you know, damn well nobody spoke to you. And you're just making up uh, something in your head to try to justify what you believe. And I just got to a point, where I just had to deal with reality, man. And like, um... I look at things in the world like, you know, how things that happen in the world, how, you know, these kids starving and things like that and dying and getting raped and stuff like that. But, yeah, here you go. You see religious people. We're talking about God blessing them with cars and different things of that nature. As if God so, uh, uh, he's so put on as far as he cares about your materialistic things more than he actually care about the life and well-being of of little kids that have have never made a decision whether they wanted to believe in this God or not, but were just born in a situation that they had no control over. And then, you know, I, I mean, it's just the exploitation of religion as a whole, man. Um, the money situation, draining the communities and different things of that nature. You know, these things were just, I can't say it was just one thing that did it, there was a multi- multitude of things that did it, man. Um, preachers that was well-known in churches and different things, raping little kids and stuff like that. And plus, i never seen this guy that everybody say that talked to him. I was so religious to the point, I used to say God talked to me too. I used to say that, you know, God did them, God did that. I was just like him. I was a strong out. I was like a real believer, bro. I was sold out. Still... You know, I just got to a point, man, like i, I got to be real with myself because I don't want to raise my kids with the same mindset, and because if you look at most religious people nowadays, all they talk about is death, I can't wait till Jesus come. I can't wait to God come to end this and, and, and destroy this world and this and." That. I mean, when you look at more people that are more awakened, they' they're more, on, they're more about living about how can we change the future how can we make the future better and the most religious people that's all they're talking about is death and waiting for Jesus to come coming. i mean like bro like i i literally deal with that on a daily now with individuals that are close to. Me. you know it's just a lot of things that i got tired. Kind of it was just like uh to, to answer the question it wasn't just one thing it was multiple things bro yeah yeah man i feel you i, I kind of
1: got the same Sent to me, you know, it took me years, bro Like years to uh, Actually Lose my belief altogether I, I, I dropped out of the religion before I lost my belief in God, you know I was still Believing right. in God for like Nine years after I, I stopped believing in the Bible So it took it took nine Years to go from the Bible is bullshit To maybe God is bullshit To nine years before I even started Questioning the God thing that's how deeply I was believing that there was a God. I just, I took it for granted. I was like, well, of course there's a God, just like everybody else. You know, like um, I told this one lady, I was an atheist, and I saw fear, like just overtake her. And I'm like, what the hell is she scared of? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you are the one who, who's the psychopath who believe in shit that's not real. I should be scared of you. But she, she was just terrified. Right. And I know that she was terrified because in her mind, God is real Just like God was real In my mind When I was a teenager So somebody to Tell you They don't believe In something that You think is Obviously real Like it, it, it kind of throws It's like if somebody Tells you That um I don't know They think All people got Pink blood and, uh, Instead of red blood And you be like Okay this person Throw it off a little bit So she she's looking at me Like I'm throwing off But I look at them Like they throw it off All of them You know what I'm I don't care how, how much of a minority I'm in at the end of the day, my position is based off of actual reason and logic, and the right. the God claim is based off of bullshit, nothing, some 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 that somebody told you hearsay. You know, right. So it don't matter if it's a, a million I mean, it's believers and one atheist. It's, it the atheist makes more sense than all little believers.
5: Right. There, there are certain things like even in the Bible where it talks about you know, where, you know, depending on your belief, whether you call him Jesus or your oshawa or uh, your Hawashah, depending on how you believe or whatever, uh, but we'll let them debate the name. we um, they talk about how he was, his whole intention was, his whole existence was to be born uh, to save uh, Israel or whatever, right? And uh, he already know this from birth of uh, what his destiny going to be. All this bragging about what he who, he who he is and what he's supposed to do and things like that, but yet when he get on the cross, well, I say the day before he st- he make he say a prayer about asking God to take let this pass from him. And I'm like, okay, if you knew this what you was born for and all this bragging about what you're supposed to be uh, doing, why are you asking God to pass this this cup away from you? Why are you asking him to not let you go through this if you're God in the flesh in the first place? This is why a lot of Christians believe that Jesus is God in the flesh in the first place. But here you go. You got Jesus asking God to pass the cup away from you. Okay. Then he get on the cross. He's crying about, you know, um, you know, why have thou forsaken me? Who are you talking to, number one? Are you supposed to be God wrapped in the flesh, wrapped in the flesh according to the Christian belief? You know, I mean and then on top of that, the Bible says he, he what well, Jesus is gonna see that on the right hand side of God. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in the Bible, it's just a whole bunch of things. If you open your mind and actually read the Bible, it's basically telling you is BS in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I say that. In you just Bible. gotta be willing. Reading the Bible accurately is the fastest way to become an atheist. The, the, but you got to read it for yourself. You can't have somebody read it to you. The problem is people have somebody read the Bible to them their whole life and they think they're reading the Bible. Because you know the way the preacher reads the Bible. he going he gonna to have his, his sermon already wrapped up and then he going to go to the Bible verses that prove his point. But he's not going to read them in order. He going to bounce from one and then go cherry pick this one and that one and that one. But a lot of times, right. If you read them in order, you realize that the Bible's not saying the same thing that the preacher's saying at all. Uh, Joel Osteen is is uh, very good at doing that shit.
5: The motivational speaker.
1: <laughs> yeah, he. Um, I wouldn't even call him a motivational speaker. He he's a he's a televangelist. You know, he he just makes money preaching on TV, and mm-hmm. you know his whole sermon is a is a commercial. Like if you ever watch one of his his sermons, I used to watch it when I was a believer. You know, what I'm saying he he got a real feel good sermon that kind of Uplifts you, or whatever. So, I used to watch it a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I just noticed him and Criflo Dollar they both do the same thing like every five minutes, they got a book, they they selling a DVD, they they uh passing around the collection plate. Just it's all about the money, you know what I'm saying? He actually his church got robbed, and guess how much they got from one day of tithes they got stolen from his church six hundred thousand dollars cash,
5: yeah. Well and most people go and you know, look at the if most people go look in the um Better Business Bureau, um majority of the churches part was supposed to be all of the churches. They are registered as businesses. You know, that's all church is a business, man. And that's how a lot of these televangelists are looking at it. They they are looking at it, that's what it is. You know? So it just religion I found out to be Uh, hypnosis because these are intelligent people that actually believe in this stuff man they intelligent in every other aspect of their life but when it comes to religion bro it's like they're brainwashed to that and and that's part of the programming you know it, it to make you a sheep and make you you know like you know you not to come up against your rulers and masters and different things of that nature it's just something that's been ingrained into us as a people uh, since our ancestors, man. And it's going to take a long time in order for them to really start opening up, you know, to this type of belief or, 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 or logic, for a better word, you know. Um, no matter what, man, people just not ready for just straight out just say, I just don't believe in God, you know, because, you know, it's kind of like when your, mom, your mother told you Santa Claus wasn't real at a certain age or you find out for somebody else. It, it it devastated you because you were looking forward to those gifts. You know, but same thing. God and Santa Claus is pretty much the same thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's so many different levels to how indoctrination works and um, I'm probably going to end up doing this as a topic on the show next week of how indoctrination begins because they, they do it when we children, you know what I'm saying, and um, just tell me what you think about the the fact that 99% of all media that's geared towards children involves talking animals and most people might look at that as mundane or innocent I think it's very sinister and they are training children whose brains aren't developed enough to discern what's real and what's not real they training them to accept fairy tale bullshit You know what I'm saying You go to Six Flags and you see Bugs Bunny the, uh, Like a, a toddler can't differentiate A man in a suit from the actual Bugs Bunny So then when you When they get a little bit older Seven to eight They start going to school And you start going to Sunday school and church And you, you introduce these concepts of Jesus to them It don't seem so far fetched Because they've been watching Scooby Doo And goddamn Dora the Explorer And all these fantastical Cartoons for the last 5 years Of their whole life So that when you introduce this religion to them It's, it's more easily digestible The same thing that they did when they uh, Colonized Africa They didn't just come in and be like Hey this is the new religion They they had to mirror the religions of the people So that you had Serapis and all these other gods That were uh, like uh, Blending between the Greco-Roman gods And Egyptian gods So I think that's kind of what, what right. The uh, process of indoctrination is Man, it looked
2: like uh, brother Kwame just stepped into the building. Peace and Black Power. Kwame, what's happening? Peace, peace. What's up, family? What's good? What's good in the wood, man? New 80s experience on the rise, man. That hey, was good, family. I got the. To... I'm good, man. Just cold as hell, man. Shit, I need a woman next to me. Yeah, I heard yeah. y'all had like a, uh, a, a a
1: winter blast out there in Texas, man. What's going on?
2: Yeah, it's still going on, bro. I got a robe on. I got my damn hoodie on. I got two. I got two layers of pants on and five socks, bro. I'm telling you, it is cold as hell. But God ain't God ain't playing. But God ain't playing with us. He's trying to freeze the atheists, man. What the fuck, nigga? God ain't playing, bro. Fuck God. Damn, nigga. Damn, nigga. God, turn the air off, nigga. Shit.
1: So, <laughs> I mean, tell what, God, what hey, get, man, tell Mark God to turn up. Be burning those, Mark, man. What, turn the heat. Tell God to turn the heat off from a buck
2: I made, man. It's freezing in Texas. It's yeah, yeah, man, yeah, de- man. What a, man. What? Quayle, what the devil at, man. Put the heat on. <laughs> Goddamn, what the fuck the devil at, man. Fuck. When you need him, I guess God and devil have some eggnog right, right, right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, but I, I believe God and devil have some eggnog right now, laughing at them like, oh, I'm freezing. I'm <laughs> atheist. The agents just to stay cold for a little bit. Oh, man. In the summertime, here comes the devil. Oh. Hey, you know God from turning to heat up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess God I, I guess God ain't paying his electric bill. I, I hope
1: they
2: keep that weather in Texas, man. Because it's cold in Georgia, but it ain't 7 degrees. Shit, nigga. Man. Hey, man. Look, man. It is, it is. It is. Hey. Oh, my homeboy next door, man. Uh, what's your name? Anthony, right? It's right. Oh, Ray, oh, okay, 682, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, God, please. Yeah, you got a whole yeah, ass. ass you, man. Man. Huh? You did this squirrel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm at Fort Worth.
5: Yeah, that's me in Arlington.
2: Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. What's your name again, brother? Ray. Right. Ray, oh, okay, okay. Oh, man, you see that shit that happened on 35, man, on the toll road? Oh, yeah, man. I almost got in a wreck that
5: same morning, bro. For sure. took sure. I took, took Mansfield Highway home, bro. I didn't even want to go down
2: 35 to go home. I took Mansfield Highway to 820. Yeah. Right, right, Damn. right. Yeah, you're definitely dangerous it. right now. Yeah, you got a bitch for that shit, man. Damn, six people, man. Fuck God, man. <laughs>
1: But I do want to uh, take this, take a little bit of time real quick before we um, switch gears To thank all the people that donated to the show so far uh, We got Electric Kane made a donation And um, Jacob, let me see what his last name is If I can Exploring Super Fictitious Minds Donated $15, that's we appreciate me. that Yeah, that's me That's you
2: yeah,
1: It'll be great. Okay. Appreciate the donation, brother.
2: Appreciate no problem,
1: it, brother, bro. man. Black power. Appreciate it. And we, the people, should we yeah. $10? So, um, we know, we know every penny count. We don't give a damn how much it is. We put all this money right back into the show. So everybody that contributes to the show, we appreciate y'all, man. And y'all going to help us grow. We're going to take this thing to the next level and hopefully wake America up. At least the black Americans.
5: Yeah for sure.
1: So, uh, Kwame, man, I don't know if, if you uh, listened in or not. We um we were just talking about uh, dating atheists for a little while. Uh, Ray gave us a little story of his his experience, and I went over a little bit of uh, some blunders in the Bible. So I don't know if uh, if you brought anything. You got any topics you want to talk about?
2: Um. Yeah, man. I want to touch on that days in the atheist, man. Nigga, like me, single, broke, like man. I ain't, we ain't got number no Christians down here. I talked to a Christian chick today, man. Time um, I talked to a Christian chick. Longer. Excuse me. Longer. Um. <laughs> excuse me, hey man. This girl, asking me day. What's your church home? I said, at home. <laughs> I said, "Cause my church is my temple." She said, "No, I stopped playing." What is your church on? I said, "I just told you, bitch, at home." Like, what the fuck you mean? What, what's my church on? It's at the house right now. You know what I'm saying? And she's like oh so "You don't believe in God?" I said, "I am God." What you talking about? I can come home. I can come over your house right now and keep you warm. I drive all the way to Dallas right now. And she hung up my face. What well, bitch? Bye. And she hung up on you. I said, <laughs> what? I said, she hung up
1: on you?
2: Yes, yeah, she hung up on me because Skip asked me about this fucking church home. I said, bitch, I'm at home right now. That's my church. It's the atheist church, bitch. What do you
3: mean?
2: Yeah, I <sighs> like believe in God. I am God. Yeah, man. What they talk about? Yeah, like, go, go ahead, brother. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man, they trying to date down here in the south, man, especially here in uh, Texas, man. Like, God damn, bro, what is wrong with these women? bro? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, But yeah, man, it, it, they don't understand that they God even said in their Bible believe that you are God. The Bible do say that. I'm sorry. When I get cold, when I get cold, I, I start yawning, bro. When I get cold, I'm like, shit. I'm so sorry about the yawning. Um, but but yeah, man, it's it, like trying to date a Christian, bro. That's all we. That's all we got here in the south, man. I, I think I might have to move to like Ohio or New York or something. Most oh,
0: definitely.
2: But need me a big bitch right now. God, if God were a big bitch right now, I I start believing again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I don't
2: believe in God. We right we man.
1: gonna pray to the uh, imaginary God Daddy that, that he bring Kwame a, a a nice wolf monkey to sleep on, keep him warm in the winter, keep yeah,
2: yeah. him shade Yeah, in the yeah it's Dad, hey, Dad man, y'all, a lot of Daddy, y'all niggas let me please
1: send send some soft legs, some real please God, God, from from... Texas.
2: Yeah, God, <laughs> yeah. I want to have more no roses. I want I want this. Hey, God, hold on, God. I want this bitch to have more rose and Wonder Bread, for real. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm so for real. <laughs> God damn. Hey, if y'all ain't checked out the, uh, the the podcast, New Thugs, man, please check that out. Oh, I got some homeboys. Oh, Israel tried to call me, and I told him to call me to the show. So Israel ain't called in, I think. Uh, we don't even have no... um. People to uh in the comment section, what is going on? I guess it is fucking cold. It's Valentine's Day, I man.
1: Everybody got
2: date. update, yeah. Back in. Yeah, yeah. God told me, yeah, God, so I'm gonna turn the air on y'all. So, uh, goddamn, God, damn God got the air on right now. He's got to pay that damn electric bill. Shit. Oh, it's either own or he's got to play the electric bill. His shit got turned
1: off. It was a uh, people in. that was on the uh, on the new Thug show that was trying to call in while we was on the new Thug show, and I had to explain to them the call-in show is on Sunday. The new Thug show is not a call-in show. It's it's partially scripted, so you can't. Uh, we don't do the audience participation. So the people that wanted to call in during the week, I told them to call in on Sunday. But I don't see any of those people. Likewise, It was uh, two of them that was supposed mm-hmm. to call today, but they didn't show up. But they'll
2: see the video and they'll know they missed it, man. But Sunday is the day to call in, folks. That part. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. To to date an atheist, man. I mean, I'll be I'll be getting into it with the bigger rules. if you believe in God, you know, if you have some kind of belief, you probably get a woman. So I need a belief to get a bitch for real. I mean, y'all crazy, man.
1: I mean, why? I mean, are I you, him, why? why, are you, why are you? Like you you're uh-huh. dodging them, bro. Like you really, you filtering out bad seeds. You know what I mean? Because do you really want to be with a woman that got uh, a closed mind like that? Like she can't um, ask herself, "Am I wrong? Could it? Is it possible that what I believe is wrong?" Because I mean, we all three of us had to ask ourselves that question. And ask. Well, was, right
2: yeah, about this time, the I don't give a fuck if the bitch, bitch's beliefs is question. wrong. Bitch, I need to come lay with me real quick. Fuck that belief <laughs> shit. I'm laying in this goddamn bed. Fuck your beliefs. Yeah. let's keep each other black you,
5: you, <laughs> you also got to ask yourself this question. I mean, who's, who filled up like 80, 80 to 90% of the churches in the first place? is women. That's that's the one of the main reason why the church survived. It's because of, of both the black women, bro. I mean... You got to expect the they didn't seem going to be, you know, a bunch of religious women. And half of those women in the churches, even though they, you know, you know, they are in religion, you know, they're doing everything outside of what they believe anyway. But you cannot be a person that don't believe in that particular religion and they still have that mindset, bro. If you, they can do everything under the sun, but if you don't believe in that religion or believe in that God, bro, look, hey, they they were to go deal with some dude that's on the street, that's a thug, I'm talking about like just, I tell you, just robbing and killing, dope boy type dude or whatever, then somebody, a young, intelligent black man such as yourself, man, before they deal with a person that don't believe in, you know, <laughs> believe in God. So, I mean, you got to expect that down south. That's
1: the sad truth, man. <laughs> The sad truth, but the hard yeah. reality,
2: man. That's all it is. But see, the thing is, like you said, women—they don't even follow their own beliefs. They just want to believe because they're—they're—they're they're, they're in love with the belief. They're not—they don't understand that their beliefs is only basically uh, force-fed to them. Black women in the South, man—they—they they can go to the club. They can—I'm sure a lot of women went to the hideout in Arlington. <laughs> or went to uh, the Chrome Club in Fort Worth, or went to V Live in Dallas, and then the next morning they came, they showed up the club with some with some damn tight ass skirts on and some shades because they've been drinking so goddamn much because that light is blinding their ass. You know what I'm saying? When they walk into the church, they be last one. Mm-hmm. They missed the collection plate and everything. <laughs> Shit, because they ain't got right. no goddamn money. <laughs> Shit, right. bitches, facts, right. but damn.
5: I got a question. I got a question. It it's kinda a little different from what we've been talking about. So um as far as atheism, um, how much racism have you guys faced in ra- uh, in atheism atheism in other race? Um, maybe like whites or other race people or other different races? Um, have you guys faced any like any racism or have you ever sense any that? uh as far as being
1: an atheist yeah uh, from my personal experiences i noticed the atheist community to be one of the most accepting of any community i've ever seen and not as far as race but gender identity sexual orientation i don't see too many Mm -hmm. atheists discriminating on anybody and that's um when i started researching uh atheism and i wanted to like listen to those debates between like uh Richard Dawkins and other people, and Bill Craig and all those r- religious debates. It was the openness and the acceptance of the atheists that made me go, why the hell are they more accepting than the religious folk when the religious folks are supposed to be empowered by God? You know? So I yeah. haven't personally experienced any of that with the uh, atheism thing. You know, it's always just been love for me. What about you, Kwame? So he on uh, He on mute right now. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I, this yeah, question. Yeah.
2: I, I, have not. I, I have, I've, I've experienced <laughs> more. I've experienced more. Now I ain't got the big machine came over yet. God ain't blessed me yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm under my covers. I'm putting my robe on. Uh, no, man. Um, I haven't experienced any racism. Actually, I've been. I've experienced more acceptance because when I lived in Austin. I was a part of the ACA, and I was widely, I was greatly accepted. There was no racism, because yeah. when you're dealing with atheism, it throws away the division. Religion divides people. Atheism, I feel like, brings people together, whether they're black or white. Like, when I first yeah. walked to the, into the uh, Free Thought Library in Austin, I was widely accepted. They said, hey, man, put your name down. How are you? Welcome to the ACA experience. Are you a Christian? No. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, just um, you put your name, yeah. man. We want to try to keep everybody we So cause they, they picked me out to eat, everything, man. It was it was love, man. But you go to a Christian, man, they got to cook their food. I don't trust that shit, boy. Yeah, yeah. And they why I take this you out
5: to eat. <laughs> Go ahead. I, yeah, I asked that question because someone uh, came up with that excuse with me. They say they all they dealt with was racism. Like, um, and they was trying to be accepting to other people of different races as far as atheism um but i'd never experienced it but i have heard other people say it so i don't know how you know bad it is as far as in the atheist community or the agnostic but i haven't seen that um dealing with people like matt de hunty and different things like that i just never seen that in that type of community
1: yeah i see the exact opposite you know they like i said they the atheist community is the most accepting community of all even more so then the black communities that we have, like the um, the so-called conscious community and the, the, the five percenters and the Nation of Islam, they're not accepting to other races and all that stuff. Which you know what I'm saying, being that black people had to go through what, what we had to go through, I can I can see why you know they have that rationale. But at the same time, we all humans, you know. So if we if you know that we all got red blood and we are the same race. And there's no such thing as race and all that shit. And all that shit is like fairy tale. It's, it's divide and conquer, you know. It's like um, I, I tell the story all the time. Like if y'all haven't noticed, my my avatar is a lion. You know, it's a lion for a reason because I I really like lions. You know, I I, I think they're interesting or whatever. So basically, lions the way that they structure their culture, they have a culture. And lions are individuals. They they have personalities. So you can't say a lion will do this or a lion won't do that. Because each lion is his own individual and he might do whatever the fuck you feel like doing at any given time. So the the, right. the the point is that I'm trying to make, though, at one point in time, it's a very famous um, lion pride because they were all males. And this is rare, rare, very rare for lions because it's usually one male and a bunch of females and a lion will kill another male lion cub, any male cub that's not his because lions grow up very fast. So in about three years a lion can go from a cub to a, a full grown force to record with. And lions know this. So the, right. any male cub that's not theirs, they'll kill it. But these um <clears throat> these five lions, these five male lions, they were actually brothers. This one female she gave birth to these these five lions. They were all brothers. And they she didn't have no no sisters and the mother died. So the brothers was left by on their own. These five lions, they grew up. Man, they started kicking ass. I'm talking about they took over like the whole country. Every lion they saw, they was just killing them, and they was they was hunting as much as they want to hunt. They was kings in the lion country. You know what I'm saying? So the point that I'm making is the reason why they fell off is because one day, one of the lions had left the group. You know, he was just kind of going off doing his own thing. And another group of male lions came and they jumped them and killed them. And, you know, one of his brothers came and tried to save him and they killed him too. So then there was only three left of the mm-hmm. super pack. And they all got picked off one by one. And the point is, as long as they stayed together, they was kings. The moment they separated, mm-hmm. they, was, they was able to be conquered. And that's what religion is doing to us. And not just religion, but all types of aspects of society that tell you, it's a us and a them mentality. Oh you you listen to rock and roll, I listen to rap. Oh you you white, I'm black, Oh you gay, I'm straight, or oh, you a Christian, I'm a Muslim. All that shit is is divide and conquer. While the people at the top, they ain't they don't believe in none of that shit. They just they just picking us off one by one. And that's why every time right. we have a a, a a a leader step up, they get they get taken out of the game. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Uh Y'all help me out I don't forget the names But y'all know who I'm talking about Man Every time we have A a real leader Yeah yeah, All those people man Like We we just get Mm -hmm. They get them They get them Easy pickings Because we ain't got No unity You know what I mean So you, You ain't never gonna have No black unity While you got 15% 15% of the black people saying, hey, y'all, we we want y'all all black people to be Hebrews. And then you got another 15% saying, hey, y'all, we want y'all all to be 5%. Or, hey, y'all, we want y'all all to be Nation of Islam. Or, hey, y'all, we want y'all all to be Baptists. That's never going to happen because you can't prove your shit. If you could prove that shit, then maybe it could happen. But the problem is you got this contradictory Bible that you're reading from, and it's just all hearsay, and then all y'all reading from the same book and y'all disagreeing with each other. Maybe the book is causing all this fucking confusion. Y'all ain't figured this shit out yet. So, until we yeah, get Brian. rid of all and this you know, shit, then we ain't never
2: gonna be unified. And you know, I was talking to the nigger brews, I mean the Hebrews. <laughs> um <laughs> <my head>. um <sighs> <laughs> uh, they have an issue with evolution, man, and they talking about. Well, you know, I got this dude named Munchies, man. He be on. I hope he watching, bro. I hope he's watching Munchies, cause he talking about.
4: Well, you know, um, the, sh- the, the 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 the
2: the the part I was watching the evolution, it just seemed like bullshit, man. You know, so I'm o- I'm okay with God creating man from dirt and um, a woman being made from a rib. That seems more plausible than damn evolution. So I'm like, I'm that. like this Munchies. So how long did God take to to do this goddamn surgery on Adam? Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed like God was trying to do. Sur- I mean, God I guess God was the first surgeon, I guess, and shit. Hey, but he's talking about- Well, you know, uh. Exactly. He's like, well, you know, um, well, you know, why are we still evolving from the people, from the stuff that we came from? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't see nothing. You still see a butterfly evolve from a caterpillar, but you don't see us evolving from the shit we came from. So it just sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. I'm like, dude, (laughs) whatever we evolve from, we are the we are the byproduct. I said, well, let me tell you, let me ask you something. Why don't we? Eat, why um? Why isn't God still making people from dirt and women coming from ribs? Well, you know, God only need to do that one time. Well, evolution needs to do us one time.
5: People just don't
2: well,
5: I, think your mis- Go ahead, Rick. I think a lot of the misunderstanding of the you know this is the uh, argument they bring up all the time where if you know if, if. Men came from monkeys, then why they're still monkey? But they don't understand what it's saying. Evolution is teaching. Not that men actually came from apes. It came from ape-like creatures, not actual apes. And right. they don't understand that. And they try to mix it in as if, you know, we actually came from monkeys and apes and different things of that nature because they're not willing to study that, you yeah. know. And, and this is one of the things they taught. taught it. It. Right. And that's one of the things that that really started making me question, like preachers in the church, because they teach that kind of stuff over the pulpit. And when I heard a preacher say that, man, they used to give me, get me really bothered. I'm like, that is not what evolution teaches. And you hear the church is going, Amen, and just going off, and you know it become like a atheist bashing type of uh, sermon. And I'm like, but they don't even understand, you know, and I wasn't even an uh, atheist at the time. It was just me studying in different things. And I'm like, yeah. okay, now I know I got to keep studying for myself because this preacher and this pastor, apostle, obviously don't know what they're talking about. And that let me know how easy it is for people to become sheep and followers because they'd rather be spoon-fed than actually going out there and do the hunting for themselves.
1: Exactly. And like, if you um, you just need to learn. That's why that's why I like to stress critical thinking and, and free thinking because you ain't. I don't want nobody to believe me because th- then you ain't no better than the religious motherfucker. You just believe in what somebody say. You supposed to have the tools in your brain to discern who's telling the truth or not, or who's more likely to be telling the truth or not. And when as it pertains to evolution, anybody that say evolution is not true, they ain't studied. It. Because it ain't no, there ain't no way you can study it and not understand it. it, it, it it's, it's true. It makes perfect sense, and it's got more evidence than any other field of science. We got fossil records, DNA records, all this shit. So, what evolution is is not one species turning into another. We not, we didn't come from monkeys. Monkeys are our cousins, in DNA wise. They are our cousins. So it's like, right? If, if you got a cousin. Your, if your mother has a sister That's your auntie If your auntie has a child That's your cousin You didn't come from your auntie You didn't come from your cousin But y'all are related Because common your have a common right. ancestor Your common ancestor is your grandmother Right? But you, you came from your right. mother And your cousin came from your auntie But you have a common ancestor And that's the same thing with monkeys and people Uh, People we came from Probably some astral epithesine or some other ape-like humanoid that is no longer in existence because it's extinct. But the chimpanzees, right. they they did very well in the environment that they were in, so they didn't have to change their their uh, their structure, or I should say, they their structure wasn't changed because it's not like they're doing this intentionally. But their structure wasn't changed because they were surviving pretty well. The only reason. Humans evolved to have big brains and walk upright is because we weren't doing well as whatever species we evolved from in the environment that we were in, and we had to start spreading out. And that spreading out causes mutations, and those mutations that are beneficial then get selected for. And when we say selected for, what we mean is if you are hairy and you move to a cold climate, you will probably do better than somebody who is not hairy. Because you will be warmer. You did what I'm saying. So then you pass those traits on to your offspring. And the ones who not surviving well, they probably not reproducing as much, and they end up dying off. So eventually, you will have a population of all hairy animals that used to not used to be mixed. Used to be some hairy, some not. But now, because of the environment and the pressures of selection, natural pressures, they have evolved. That's what evolution is. It's common fucking sense. And the reason why they can't see, you don't see it, is because of time. It takes millions of years. You're talking about something that happens at at one reproductive rate at a time. So like, for example, in humans, when we have a baby, we don't have exact copies of ourselves. You know, you have a a child that looks like, you got two eyes and nose and a mouth just like you, but it don't look just like you, it's slightly different. So each time you have a child or a generation, it's slightly different than the previous. So if you add up slightly different plus slightly different plus slightly different for about four billion years, what you end what you get at the end is completely different than what you started with. It's just common fucking sense. If I start walking and I'm only moving 0.1 centimeters an hour, you might come back in a week and say I ain't going nowhere. But you let me do that shit for a billion years, I guarantee you I'm gonna be far as fuck away from here at 0.1 centimeters an hour. Because Small increments over vast amounts of time Equal big change And if you don't understand that Then I can't really help you You know what I'm saying So that's why I tell people all the time I don't debate evolution I don't debate flat earth Because I feel like these are two things That anybody who takes the time to study it Can figure it out
2: See what it is Not only that These people know that evolution And they knew evolution is a fact They know that the earth is not round What happens is what we're dealing with is cognitive dissonance. They don't want to deal with the research, so they want you to try to prove evolution to them because they're too fucking lazy to to study it itself. Like I ain't gonna lie, the dude munchies and the Israelites and stuff had me really like when they said, Wow, we're not uh, evolving from where is what we where is the uh the the, the the uh the part that we evolving from, why is that no longer exist? I said, Well you gotta understand we went through seven extinction periods and your God is pretty fucked up for that shit. Um you know, with the with the Triassic extinction period, the Jurassic extinction period, and so on and so forth. So if if, if, if 90, God point
1: point nine percent of all species that ever lived are extinct now. This planet is is if, if God exists, all he's doing is making animals so that they go extinct the same way Because all species end up going extinct at some point. And we get new species. Exactly. So so if evolution ain't real, then where the hell do all these new species come from the Adam ain't name? You know, say so he ain't named all them frogs in the Amazon. You know how many different uh, species in the Amazon, bro? It's millions, millions. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it, God, yeah God that, uh, Before, hold on, before y'all, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it to Ray after this. But on top of that, what they don't realize is evolution has nothing to do with the God claim because even if you prove evolution false, because people like to bring up Richard Richard Dar, uh, Darwin. Charles Darwin, I'm sorry, because he was racist, right? Yeah, the nigga was a racist, but guess what? He was still right. I don't give a fuck if Satan himself show up right now and say 2 plus 2 is 4. Guess what I'm going to tell the nigga? You know what? You're right, Satan. 2 plus 2 is 4. So Charles Darwin was a racist, but he was also right about evolution. He might have used his racist views to misconstrue what he wrote, but after Charles Darwin died, he didn't know nothing about natural I mean, he didn't know nothing about uh, DNA. After he died, we proved that he was right through DNA. So he can be as racist as he want to be. He was still right. And it don't got nothing to do with God. Because even if you prove that evolution is false, you still have not proven that God created shit. What you have to do is prove your claim, not disprove mine. You still have to prove yours. You can disprove evolution all day long, which you won't. It all takes is one fossil out of place. One fossil out of fucking place. Like they say all the time, if we find a rabbit... In the pre-Cambrian period, in the ground, all you got to do is find a rabbit fossil. And all of evolution will be shut down. You'll win a Nobel Prize. That easy. But you can't do it. You know why? Because evolution is fucking true. So, and even if you could do it, you still have to prove that your God created man from dirt, uh, a uh, a woman out of a man's rib and all that shit. Which is one of the reasons why I uh, stopped believing in the Bible. When I realized that that story wasn't true, I was taking an advanced anatomy class in high school. My teacher was fine as hell, right? She had just graduated college; she was like 24. I'm a senior in high school; I'm like 18. So I'm like, "Shit, bitch, you can get it, bitch." And she was smart as fuck. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to look smart to her, even though she was my teacher. I'm, gra- I'm finna graduate next year. I'm like, "Shit, I'm coming back to bag this one." And I'm, I'm trying to show out like I'm smart in the class and shit. We, was, we were memorizing all the bones in anatomy class, and I'm sitting there like, "Yeah," and actually. Uh, women got an extra rib, and she was like, uh, "No, they don't." And I was like, "What? Yeah, they do, cause the Bible said." She was like, "Yeah, that, that's not true. That's just a myth." And then, you know, what I'm, saying? I'm looking around like <laughs> looking around for everybody to back me up. Like, come on, y'all back me up. And they was like, "Nigga, you dumb as hell." <laughs> so I had to go home and do my fucking research. You know, what I'm saying and I realized that women don't have an extra rib, and the Bible was just fucking full of shit. And I'm like, what the fuck else was I wrong about? If I was wrong about this, but go ahead, right
2: Right. Go ahead, Ray. My
1: yeah, go
5: ahead, yeah. bro. I go, uh, yeah, I was saying something else, but I got lost in what you were saying. But yeah, I baby. will say this you know, it's all good. Like we always say, that evolution never, I mean, well, science never claimed to know everything, while religion claimed to have the answers to everything. But the problem is, we just can't get around the fact is we never seen an empathy leg or arm grow back. They can heal everything else, but for some reason they can never grow a leg or arm back. But yet miracles can be performed. But yet if you look at science within itself, at least it offers a solution to be able to help the individual to be able to function better, to be able to move around better without a leg or arm or even uh give it a substitute. But when it comes to religion, it it it, it you just S-O-L, basically. So, I mean, for these people that, you know, that's so deep down into the religions or whatever, I'm trying to find out why a person's leg or arm never grows back. That's the question I'm trying to get answered. Exactly. I ain't never got a real answer
2: to it. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of those things are basically uh, done by... um, what is that word I'm looking for? What they, what it is, like, uh, Kim Copeland got exposed by his wife, I mean, with his wife. Kim Copeland got exposed with his wife because Kim Copeland would have an earpiece
1: that's a, that's in his ear. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so his wife would tell him, "Oh yeah, we got Charlene that lives in Carrollton, Texas, and she, her husband died of something, and you might want to pray for." Her. So Ken Copeland would be like, "Is there a Charlene in the in the audience? Is there a Charlene? She just had a hug." I'm like, "Damn dude, why you tell everybody business, man? But why wrong with you?" <laughs> Shit. But um, but yeah, man, they'll come and say, and she's like. Oh, King Copeland, I got this arthritis in my back. Boy, could you heal me? Oh man, Miss shirling got arthritis after her husband died. Let me touch her on the back and pray to God, and this thing she healed. Well, so, nigga, why the fuck you ain't in there with curing cancer and COVID? Excuse me, COVID nineteen. You sure can do the shit in the church, but you ain't at the, every hospital curing COVID nineteen or whatever these people got. And
1: I don't see how these how these exactly. other people that going to the church don't realize that. Like, nigga, if you can heal people, why aren't you in the hospital? What the hell are you thinking? What, what the hell are you out here showing off? You're going to fix one or two people and pass around a collation plate. If you could really do that shit, nigga, take your Cause. ass to the hospital and heal everybody. But you can't the people do that in the
2: Everybody ain't going to fake with you. Yeah, every. You know what? The hospital, like. You know, I want to I wanna check up. You know, I do my checkups and shit. You know, like, is there a religious preference? Damn,
1: on, you cut out, bro. Yeah, uh, he'll come back in. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's actually yeah. that's that's Peter Popoff though, not uh Ken Copeland, Kwame. That's Peter Popoff. Ken Copeland, the scammer too though. But that was Peter Popoff with the uh, earpiece and shit.
5: Yeah, I think his phone line might have froze. <laughs> no man, uh, I, to, I
2: yeah, I'm, I'm back man. I accidentally hit the uh the uh the home button. And it basically kicks me back out. That's my fault. So, it's like, so, I'm like this, like, they still trying to congregate talking my COVID-19 will not stop us from congregating here in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers end up sick. They gonna die. Right. What's that song?
1: You gonna die? I'm gonna play this shit for all the (laughs) Christians that have in the church. You gonna die?
2: So, you know, I say this to say this, man, with, with me, because I don't lie, Ray, I, I mean, y'all, I'm about to move to Austin, Texas, because most of the women, black women down in Austin, they're atheists. Like, in the in the cities that, that have the most, the most liberal cities have the most, um, the most atheists, I would think, because I know mm-hmm. Austin is full of atheists, because the ACA the is down there, Matt Dunham is down there. I spoke to several black women that said, you know what, they, some of them say they believe in God, they're just not religious and they don't care about my am atheist and nothing like that. They said that they, they're not, they, you know, never down there, but I come to Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth, it's like, you better believe in God or you're not gonna get nobody. Your ass gonna be sitting right. right here with your robe on and your sweater on and your uh, your hoodie on and you're gonna be in some N1, um, some N1 uh, sweat with some damn high shoes on, cold. So y'all better believe in God. <laughs> Y'all gonna be cold in the motherfucking morning. But yeah, man, that's what we dealing with, man. We dealing with cognitive dis- dissonance because it's like they can they. And it's sad that the Noah's Ark story is more plausible than evolution.
1: All right, let me uh, let me ask right. you something just just for fun. What would it take to convince you that God was real? Like what? Because I hear um, Christians ask atheists this all the time. <laughs> So like
5: what He will what already is the know.
1: They gonna say I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Oh, so you so you want God to just just come down and just 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 show himself and say, I'm God, here I am.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> want me to that, 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 okay. that question? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I answer the question. Okay, I'm pretty sure you might have heard this answer before. I mean he will. Uh, he will. If he know me so well, he will already know what it takes in order to get me to believe, Ooh, or answer. to be able to see what he want me to see. We say he know all. He see all. He knew me before I, I was born. He know every hair on my head. He know all of this. If he really know all of that, that that question shouldn't even be relevant. Got a whole
2: should ass already, hair, I ain't got no hair on my head. God is a bitch, man. Fuck that nigga. It
5: took all my hair from money I got to shave my <laughs> Fuck him. I got but I, will say this. <laughs> I will say this. I'm not so to the point where, you know, I'm like, okay, if he, if he is real or whatever, I'm not going to, if he proves himself I'm not going to still say, oh, well, he don't exist or this and that. I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to have a lot of questions like, okay, where was you? You know, when our people were going through this, going through that, what was the purpose?
1: Right, and uh, in the same sense. Okay, so let's say hypothetically, God came down and showed you that He was real, and and it was the God of the Bible. Would you worship that God?
5: I didn't hear the question.
1: If if God proved to you that He was real. And the way they convinced you okay so now you know that god is real hypothetically if that happened and and it turned out that it was the god of the bible would you worship him
5: i will believe he exists but i don't know if i'll worship him because of the things that the bible said that he's about
1: true uh i i have the same sentiment i i think i of course if if anything you prove anything to me i'm gonna believe it if it's proven to me i'm not Closed-minded. You don't make your way to atheism by being closed-minded. Uh, you you can't. So, of course, I would believe that, that God would be real, but I like you said, I would have a lot of questions, and I definitely wouldn't worship. Because any God that was worth worshipping wouldn't want you to worship him. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want your kids to worship you. You know what I mean? That's some weird yeah. psychopath shit. You know what I mean? So.
2: Megam megalomaniacal shit. Yeah. Megalomaniac shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure that the people that probably was on the bridge that in Fort Worth they got killed were they believed in God. You know what I'm saying? saying? Because I remember seeing the news and well, you know, she's with God right now. I'm like, What? that's what they
1: say. Doug Stanhope, yeah, like, bro. Doug Stanhope <laughs> is the is the I mean you'd be surprised at how the insight that comedians have, bro. They ain't just up there telling jokes. These motherfuckers doing seminars. But Doug Stanhope, he's a white comedian. Hilarious. But he did that joke. He was like, man, if, if y'all think that your loved ones go to heaven when you die, what you crying about? What the hell you crying about? Like, you should be celebrating. Like, these motherfuckers just went to heaven. And I used to think like that when I was little, too. But I thought that people were just selfish and they was crying because, oh, they can't see this person that they love anymore. It's, they crying because they're sad. But you, it, really deep down, that's not why you're crying. You crying because you know this motherfucker is dead, and that's it. Because if you right. really believe the shit that you say you believe, you would be rejoicing. Your child just went to heaven or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You don't believe that shit because you over there in in pieces.
2: Yeah, that's the same thing. i you know uh, I don't know if y'all remember that Moore, Oklahoma thing when the the news after the Moore, Oklahoma uh, thing happened with the tornadoes. Uh, it was a white woman and her baby. She said, Well, don't you thank God for that you're safe? She said, Oh, I'm an atheist. And that that damn news lady. I don't know if y'all remember that. Y'all can look it up. I didn't after see. the tornado. Yeah. The lady was on like like CB well, I, I guess it was CB or no, it was local news. And she said she said, Don't you thank God for your for you sa- being saved in the more Oklahoma thing? She said, Oh no, I'm an atheist. Real shit. All <laughs> the Christians that died, but one atheist live? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Man, it, th- it just bothers my I mind did, because, yeah, yeah what? Well, she was holding the baby. Yeah, a white lady was holding the baby. She's, I'm an atheist. Like what? Yeah. And this yeah. when I was a Christian. Like, like okay. Like that, that, that kind of got me too. I'm like, wait a minute. She's an atheist, and she went through a horrible tornado in Moore, Oklahoma. And the lady was the the newscast was like, are you, you sure you thank God? Right? She said, no, I'm an atheist. Mm. Right.
5: Mm. Man, you'd be surprised how many believers that I have talked to and they have, like, logical questions. Like, they really, in the back of their mind, they don't believe what they believe, but they're afraid to come out because, or even question it, because of the criticism, criticism that comes with it. Man, when it comes to religion, bro, it's like, questioning anything bro that's that's grounds for crucifixion you know and you know they they would call me knowing i'm no longer a part of it but then yet when i was on social media and different things like that and i was uh posting a lot of things um they would come in my inbox ask me all these questions and uh saying you know what you right. but yet when i posted on social media or something like that they would never back me up when I got attacked. They would never say, you know, he got a point. They won't say none of that, bro. It's like they become part of the people that they're running from, from being criticized, from like, bro, you were just in my inbox a- asking me, you telling me I'm right about what I'm saying, but here you go, you laughing with the, the believers. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a... Uh Crowd, they, crowd mentality man Like if y'all ever seen that the video It's like a little social experiment that they did Where they had like 10 people In the elevator all facing the wrong way And then one person wasn't in on it And they walk in the elevator And most people yeah, turn around yeah. and, and face the wrong way too Just so they, they don't be the out, outcast And even though yeah, I It's saw just that. A, a ploy just to see What people are going to do So it just go to show you that Motherfuckers will follow the crowd Just so that they don't not be a part of it, even if they know just don't make no damn sense yeah but that's. Well, that's what we got to get out of man we got to get out of that uh that um sheep like mentality that religion has, has put us in and start being real free thinkers and i think that's what's going uplift the black community, you know what I'm saying? That's why I, I believe in it too. If y'all notice on my channel it's all about black power and atheism and free thinking because I in in my personal opinion, that's what will rescue black Americans. If if y'all let go of these superstitions and start thinking for yourself, all the other shit'll start making so much more sense. And and, and you let the bullshit go and then we can actually unify. Cause we ain't never gonna unify with these religions in a way. Even when we got people that's powerful like Farrakhan. Some some people are not gonna follow him just because he's a Muslim. So like, it's the religion that's that's separating us, man. I don't see how everybody don't don't see that. Right.
2: Exactly. Uh I just text yeah. uh, Israel I just text Israelite, Judah and Munchies which is a. Uh, which uh, is I called him in because he was asking me. Th- he's the one that was asking me like, why we, where, where's, where's where we evolved from? You know what I'm saying? He's really uh, on. He said he watched the evolution video. He said it was bullshit. So I just, so that's why I left out, man, uh, to uh, tell the Israelite to call in. We'll see if they show up. Cause you, with you been with Ray, you being a former Israelite, um, I'm pretty sure you can destroy them boys. Cause I ain't gonna lie, man. it's just like, I don't know the Bible like them. But it's like they always use scriptures to solidify their argument. And they use that shit to, um, you know, to try to voice, to try to... Yeah, go ahead, brother.
5: Let me tell you something about Israelite, bro. Something about Israelite, bro. It's like, once you have a debate with majority of them, I'm not saying all of them because everybody's different, but I'm going to say majority of them. Um, Once you start, the logic start really making what their logic... Uh, what, they're, what they're trying to tell you, make it look crazy, and, and you clearly made a point that contradicts what they're saying. It becomes a, a battle of now I'm about to make, call you dumb. I'm about to call you stupid. I'm about to, I'm about to talk about everything that don't have nothing to do with the subject, and it never fails. It always becomes an argument or something like that. Instead, okay, if we really want the truth. Don't try to defend what you believe, but let's speak the truth. And you speak what you, what you, what you believe, I'm going to speak what I know as factual. And we're going to look at it from a logical standpoint. If you really want to know the truth, no matter whether it contradicts what you believe or not, you're going to say, okay, you know what, I see your point. But you're not going to get that from an Israelite, bro. You're not going to get it. Yeah, every once, once in a while, you'll get something that's intelligent enough to have a decent conversation. But it's going to become a shouting battle. <laughs> I promise you that. But I'm yeah, not going to
2: right now, Them boys right now on IMO, I just basically, uh, took, I just basically dropped the call, my call and went into IMO and said, hey, y'all call in. We live right now. We're going to sit them boys on King Judah, Israelite, and then you got a female. She called herself Fear the Most High. I said, and I, 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 was, I was having, they'd they say they be saying Shalawam. I said, how old is that word Shalawam? They won't ever tell me. Mm-hmm. All right, Yahawashah. How does that work? <laughs> no How does that You got to get all, yeah.
1: your, your, all your answers. Like if somebody asking you questions that's clearly not not a history question or something. It's like something like, what do you think about this? And then you got to go get your answer from a book. And that's like somebody asking you, what's your favorite color? And you say, well, hold on. Let me let me turn to Ephesians. chapter. Like, well, nigga, what I'm asking you? What's your favorite color? You can't get the answer from a exactly. book. But they don't understand that shit. They got to get everything that they think they know from this book, and that's why they don't know shit. Cause they just they just regurgitating what what the book say. You know, like y'all heard what happened with a uh, Black Jesus minister.
2: Oh uh, no, who? Cool.
1: Black Jesus minister. He was he came on the show once, man. He um he, he Oh he always, yeah. He always. Be, yeah. Uh, yelling and cussing that fucking shit. He, uh, he he a Hebrew, I think, or well, Christian one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. no,
2: this, saying, this what saying, is what he is. He a he a Com- he a comedic Hebrew Christian.
1: I think that nigga was a poet. I really don't take that <laughs> nigga seriously at all, bro. But uh, I heard on oh, uh on side channel that that he got caught with, with a little boy thing in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? That's just what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not.
2: But On Side Channel? Um, yeah. Ooh. He probably did. I don't know, man. I mean, when you look at Black Jesus, he do like one of them dudes that drive a van and walk right around the neighborhood <laughs> in Houston. Um, he do I'm sorry, I'm sorry, books. I didn't catch that. That nigga got,
1: the, that
2: nigga I didn't got catch some What guys, happened
1: He um, allegedly got caught with a little boy's member in his mouth. <laughs> a white boy. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. wow, man. I man, hope that. You know, ain't. Hey, I hope it ain't either, but you know that nigga four hours away. He do like when he drives one of them white vans with the, uh, with the uh, you know what I'm saying, with the little candy, uh, candy symbol on the side and driving around Houston, Texas. Somebody, y'all want a popsicle. He
1: yeah, that, man, ain't, but, ain't getting no yeah. picture,
2: I can tell you that much. So. I put oh, hell no. Bad Jesus minister. I am the comedic. I am the Hebrew. I am the Christian. <laughs> oh, man, what the fuck? Nigga, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Nigga, what is wrong with you, bro? like... <laughs> That's how he, that's how he, that's how he introduced himself. <clears throat> hey, this nigga really love yeah, rap. He reminds,
5: he reminds me of most Israelites. So, um, that's the way they come. That's the way they talk, bro. It, um, man, when, when I heard that man, i like, bro, this brother, like, he has to have some connection with the Israelites or something. Cause bro, the way he was cussing, calling you guys dumb and stupid and this and that I'm like, bro, you here for a logical conversation or what? Like, that was just, that was horrific, man.
1: Yeah, you, you know that when he was on, he didn't say not one fact. All that nigga was doing was insulting him. That's why I let him go. I was like, you know, we're going to take, we're going to be every little whatever he called us, because this, all this is doing is showing the people that the religious person is acting a fool, and the atheists are talking sense. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't understand why why would, why would you come with that if you was trying to convince somebody that you, that you got the truth. You think you're you going to convince somebody by cussing them out, calling them all the types of names. It's an
2: entertainment to me, but I appreciate you yeah. for exposing your your religion. But yeah, man, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they that's what they said. Mm. And you know, some of, some of the Israelites too. I was on IMO because IMO was like an app where you can go in and do a video chat or whatever. And uh, the Israelites they love to hang out right there. But I just I just went on I just like I said, I hung up and just went in they live and said, call them to the show. Are oh, we studying right now? Okay.
5: Not, but, not you, exactly. but, if I, but if I come, but if I come oh, back,
2: man. yeah. If I if I get back on that live, they are gonna be like looking for me. where he at. What Kwame what here, at man. What, y'all gonna be looking for me. Y'all got me right here. We we live, man. Yeah. But, yeah. why the hell y'all wanna look
1: for me now? <laughs> live man on the schedule, man. These folks these so uh, scared. I done tried to get preachers to come on here. They won't do it because I think they they afraid that they can't argue with the facts. most preachers like if you study the Bible, ain't no way you believe in that shit. You know, I don't understand that. Like, um, I forget that nigga, that nigga name, man. He a preacher that
2: be on YouTube. Oh, yeah, the one that's talking about we have free will, God didn't want to create robots. Well, my thing is, if you, if God only makes you believe him because you don't want to go to hell, ain't you a robot? He's trying to program you to not believe in him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, ain't you a robot? Because wouldn't you be like, there was no like, like I don't know who asked. I think Kwame I McQuailey mean, asked him the question. Um, asked Mark the question: If there was no such thing as God or beliefs or hell, would you still believe in God or whatever? The, what did he say? He said no. He wouldn't believe it. Yeah. I said, see, I that, said if, if there was no
1: hell, if there was no such thing as hell, would you still follow follow God? He said no. So you you believe in yeah. that shit just out of fear of, of something that you haven't even proven. That's like somebody coming to you saying. Hey man, you gotta you gotta come with us right now Your house on fire And you're like, what? I don't see no fire I don't smell no smoke And they're like, yeah, you can't see it, it It's immaterial But it's there, man I'm telling you, you're gonna burn up If, if you don't get out your house right now you like like I I, I I would get out of my house if it was on fire But I don't see the evidence of the fire I'm just supposed to take your word for it And leave my fucking house That's what religion is doing I'm telling you, hey man, you're gonna burn forever right. If you don't follow my religion And I'm like, uh, burn where? Oh, in hell Where, where is this hell? So after yeah,
2: I was a uh, I got a boat already. Tree?
1: What the fuck? Like, this makes no sense. You got to prove that the hell exists, and then maybe we'll be afraid of it. But we can't be afraid of something that's not real. So I told Mark that he was a yeah, boy I, boy and he and uh, he dipped out.
2: Yeah, he is a pole. <laughs> that's, that's why I asked him the first show when he came out there, Are you a pole?" He's a man. I'm taking it seriously. I'm like, Okay, you really taking this bullshit seriously? <laughs> Okay. Um. Yeah. And here, here's another thing, man. Um. Christians like to sound like abused wives. I was in no the, the video you sent me with that black, that black pastor. Did you said won't call in? It's
5: because they are, bro. They are. And they are the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. <laughs> and, uh, uh, mentally and, and, and mentally, they are. That part. I didn't that mean to part. cut you
2: no, 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 you're good, man. I mean, it's the truth. It is the fucking truth, man, because they these dudes, God gave us free will. So your so if you so would you give your wife free will to go out, but then if she goes out and, and she comes back, she's gonna get beat, right? So what's gonna so what's gonna happen to your wife? She's not gonna ever wanna go out. If she knows that the end at the end result is uh, her getting her ass whooped well, because she went out. You, you go to your wife, like, baby, yeah, you can go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would love it. you to go out, put on your makeup, wear the sexiest thing. You can go out and uh, go out, and have fun. You can come at it. We come back at six o'clock in the morning. So, your wife come back at six o'clock in the morning, she gets the ass whooped. Is she gonna yeah. want to go out again? No, <laughs> yeah, so that's not really free,
1: right? Will. <laughs> so, there's,
2: so, there's no such thing as free will.
1: Yeah. How do you right. have free will? Anything
5: that have, <laughs> have a consequence behind it? I mean, you're you. Obviously, you don't have free will, you know, so I mean, that's that just as simple as that
1: And on top of that, if, if God is supposed to be all-knowing then You still don't have free will because that means everything is predetermined because God already know everything He know how long yeah and I in your all that So how is that free will?
2: And I even pointed to a Bible right. verse, Ephesians one eleven. 11 uh, You know, God, we're all predestined to do the will of God, you know I I did that, you know what I'm saying, and then I I even had Mark read it. We all in Ephesians one eleven. So if it's God was it God's plan for that Rick to happen on I thirty five, I want a Christian to ask me that, answer that question. If it was God's plan, then those people had no whether no um they had no, no choice. choice. Mm-hmm. I had that, that so problem with, that. with religious people all the time
1: when I when I ask them like uh what like how do you reconcile the fact that Uh, you know babies are stillborn you know children starve to death or die from diseases that are preventable and shit like that like how do you reconcile that with your belief that, that god is in control of all of this so basically what you're saying is that that's what god made happen so god made some lady have a stillborn baby for what what what's the purpose of that what? 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 The
2: fuck well, God wants. God about? wants to show His power. That's what it is. God wants to show His power. He wants to show that He exists by uh, by killing kids. He wants to show well, it exists by creating first, cancer. That's idiotic.
1: But
5: well, first of all, the Bible. The Bible clearly says that God created evil. It does. You know, He created. He well before. If there all things was good in the beginning, and then it turns around and said that God created evil. Then the very thing that He created is really. The 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 cause of why things are going the way it is. So is it really the creation fault for falling for something that he created? You know what I'm saying? Let let's just even stick with uh, Satan himself. Satan is something that ancient, ancient that seen the face of God. So how could something as a human being that don't know nothing, don't know the difference between good and evil, be able to outsmart something that's that ancient? And what the knowledge that it has and and be actually punished we don't even know no difference between what it's doing is good or, or bad. It don't even have the knowledge of it. God the one created evil is, in the first place, so I mean it shouldn't have be on him.
2: Right. Hey, Quayle, I don't know if you can upload that video you sent me, but um um the one you sent me about that preacher about free will and why the God, why God won't create while God won't destroy what he like stating and shit shit if you could upload that video shit that'll be good that'll give us something to look at you know I and try it,
1: to uh analyze. i already i already put it on the show last week i put it like a, oh, little, okay. a little clip of it because i ain't want to because oh, okay. I, I reached out to the brother and he ain't want to come on the show so i ain't want to play the whole clip and uh then i would have had to go through the copyright process with him and all that shit so i just kind of clipped it up and played what they allowed me to play and it's really all that matter anyway because at, he had six premises And the first one was was bullshit. So then you got to go through the next two to two through six. That the first one don't don't
2: add up. And the first one was about the robots. Yeah. Then the second one was free will, and that failed too. That argument failed on his face. (laughs) Shit. Because if y'all don't have you have free will, shouldn't should not be why why should I be why should I have a consequence behind my free will to worship you or not? if we don't we're not robots so basically premise one premise two kills premise one as well mm-hmm. <laughs> so, then
1: he's saying that you know so, he's saying the, we, we. the question was why did god create satan his answer is god didn't create satan god created lucifer and lucifer has free will and well that this, you're still missing the point brother if god is all knowing then that means he knew that lucifer would turn into satan and he did create lucifer so what the
5: fuck, I don't understand. That, that's
1: that's,
5: a, that's book, a play with words. <laughs> it's, it's a play with words. Just It's a play of words just to keep from um, acknowledging what's being said. Of course, we know that Satan means the accuser. We already know that, you know. Um, you know it just, when you say these things, you know, they look for loopholes to try to make it look like you don't know what you're talking about. When in reality, what we're saying, we're not trying to go in debt. Uh, what every single word means. You know exactly what we mean. I mean, come on. I mean, these are the things that cause division in the first place when you're trying to talk make talk logical. And here you go trying to play with words. Like these, and then when we start throwing logic down, then all of a sudden the believer becomes the one that acting like they're being persecuted all of a sudden. Like we're trying to have a logical conversation.
1: Oh why won't you just let me believe what I wanna believe? When <laughs> she Right. Because man, what you believe like like in my state I can't buy a beer on Sunday. Why? Because it's your Sabbath and it ain't even the right day. It's supposed to be on Saturday.
2: Man, that sucks, bro. I I, couldn't live in your state. I was going to move down there, bro, but now that you told me that, nah, fuck that. And
1: you know what? I don't even drink like that, but you know (laughs) what I'm saying? It just pisses me off because you you infringing upon my freedom. So, like, what's the fuck? If I can't buy a beer on Sunday, right, but I can buy a beer all day Saturday, that means I can buy as many beer I want on Saturday and just drink them on Sunday. So, you ain't stop shit. It's a dumbass law. But these folks so stupid, man. Like, Yeah,
2: I don't drink beer. beer I don't look
5: at so,
1: you know. It blows my mind.
2: But
5: they just like they just like someone come to your 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 uh your page, right? Your your show and they got all these things they saying, Well let me be who I wanna be and this and that and like, all right, cool, no problem. Be who you wanna be. But just know that what you believe ain't gonna stop what we saying. But use that same logic. If you as an atheist, you go to their church and say, Okay, no matter what you preach, I'm gonna believe what I wanna believe. Do you think for one second that that preacher, apostle, pastor, whatever it is, is not going to point you out in that church? He's not going to respect your wishes as you being what you want to believe. He's going to make all kinds of sermons to preach at you, uh, your belief and different things. is what these preachers do. They instigate over the pulpit. But yet they'll come on your show and tell you they're going to believe what they want to believe or whatever. If you're you're going to believe what you want to believe why come on the show in the first place you know obviously there's something that you know that you know that's bs in the first place or you know something got your mind you want to hear this stuff you know they just your mind playing tricks on you so <laughs>
1: and you boy, know man, i think they just they trying to hold on to their own belief you know so they gotta do all these mental gymnastics and go through all this cognitive dissonance And then they, they do the improper research And they fall victim to confirmation bias And they come back with the same bullshit That they started with Even though you ain't presenting them with Nothing but facts and, and you know sometimes Some people can't be reached I realize that in doing this uh, YouTube thing man Some people are just a lost cause You ain't never gonna get through to them You know It's almost like trying to get somebody to stop smoking If, if they not If they don't want to stop smoking You wasting your time they got to want to stop, you know what I'm saying? They got to be trying to stop. But if they ain't trying, then you trying to get them to stop smoking, you just, you just, you might as well smoke for them. Because it ain't, it ain't going to happen. So we, if you, if we trying to get people to start thinking and stop believing, sometimes it ain't going to happen. They got to want, they got to want it first. So you got to want the truth. So that's why a lot of times I ask people, like, do you even care? if your belief is true or not, because if you don't care if it's true or not, then I ain't. We I'm wasting my time talking to you. I only want to talk to people that care about the truth. If you want to believe what you believe, then piss off. Because if you want to, if you want to know the truth, then we can we can get to it. Because at the end of the day, I might be wrong about some shit. I've been wrong before. That's how I know I'm right now. Because I was wrong before. So. I know what it feels like to be wrong it ain't it ain't it ain't a bad thing but you know what I'm saying people look at it as a bad thing they don't want to be wrong but when you be wrong that's when you get right because you you get cleared after that somebody tell you no nah, that's not right actually it's like this and then you got to go through the thought process then you got to argue with them and, and they gonna show you why you was wrong if you was really wrong so like if you don't care if you wrong or not like you said what are you even here for like what are you even involved in the conversation for That's that's crazy that's, indoctrin- that's a proselytizing and indoctrination right there. They, these folks just want to come and, and preach their shit if they don't want to get to the truth of the matter. Right. Yeah, yeah man. But if, uh, if we don't got any more callers, it is Valentine's Day. And you know what I'm saying? I hope Kwame going to find a, a nice BBW to lay up with, keep him warm. Because I got him some soft legs I'm about to holler at. So, uh, y'all got
5: anything y'all want to say before we head out of here? Well, I, I will say this uh, before we leave, a this situation that happened to me, be, um, like, last week with some believers, right? Um, and some believers I, I used to... I told you guys last time when I called, I used to go to this church and I was raised to uh, be a, a preacher. So... Mm-hmm. I haven't seen these people like nine, ten years, man. And um, somehow last week my stepdaughter, um, she lives in Louisiana. So she called me and her mother law called my wife and they were like, Well, um, we heard something, you know, and they was telling her that um some woman that I used to date was saying that um I touched her daughter and you know, just making up all kind of malicious lies on me, man. Like, like, okay, who's the woman? Because these people don't know anybody who I dated or whatever, right? So the situation is the woman that I'm dating used to uh, actually, I guess, used to date someone in that church or whatever. And they felt some kind of way about it. Uh, I don't know the whole situation. But in a way, because of what they didn't like about her, they start putting my name out, don't even know anything about me, so one of the guys he was a grown guy There was like two other kids that was saying somebody, oh he's a- a a molester or whatever, never hurt a kid in my life, never will hurt a kid in my life. You know what I'm saying I, if I find anyone I don't care if a kid is don't belong to me, I would actually jump in and probably risk my life to save a kid. So I'm saying, like, why are they putting my name in this situation? Why why are they saying this crap about me, you know? It kind of hurt me for a second, bro, because the people that were saying it, I looked at it like my family. But because I no longer believe in what they believe, they was willing to make up those kind of lies on me. So I actually called one of the grown people, the the a guy that I knew that was talking to a kid and said that. And I asked him a question or whatever. He going off, he started cussing like he in the streets. Oh, y'all don't F with me and this and that. Oh, F you and all that. Now I'm like, these people go to church every Sunday. They you cannot say anything against a religion. Not only you for one, you lie on me. Number two, I haven't seen you in ten years. Number three, there's no woman that even saying that because there's no woman that ever had a problem with me like that. So, all of a sudden, it got to a point where, you know, God was starting to be, you know, threatened and all that kind of stuff. So, I'm I'm at this point, like, now, okay, now, you got my energy up. So, my wife was talking to me, and my mom called me to calm me down, like, they're, like, they're really just exposing themselves, you know, like, and I'm, I'm saying this because whoever may be a believer that's listening to this podcast just because someone say they don't believe in your your religion don't mean they evil, don't mean they're more, you know, they'll kill you or we're murderers or we're child molesters or this and that. I know all the things that they say about um, a lot of people that they perceive as atheists or, or say they're atheists or whatever. You know, we're not bad people. And Believe it or not, the people that's in your belief are actually worse than people that don't believe what you believe. You know, they make up malicious lies on people that they, for no reason, um, anything to destroy your character to keep people from listening to you. You know, I had to deal with that, man, and, you know, I haven't dealt with church in, like, 10 years, man. I'm like, bro, why is my name still need people's mouth? i tell you why. The reason why is because um, you guys probably haven't heard, you may have heard my name. I went by Razor Johnson on uh, social media. And uh, like I said, my page and different things, I was on Instagram, I was on Facebook. They had my my page, my Instagram, they had it all taken off. Hey, we got a caller. Hey,
2: we got just, a caller, uh, 313. We got a call. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut okay. y'all
1: our but We got a caller. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: Three one three, what's your name? Where you calling from? Fellas, fellas. Uh uh my name's Kamal. Uh I'm calling from Alabama, but I'm at, uh, born and raised in D in Detroit. That's why it's three one three. I'm but I live in Alabama now. Uh, man, I'm gonna tell y'all this right now, man. My heart uh I don't know how I found y'all. I I'm I'm being honest. I don't know how I was just you know how you get on oh, YouTube God, and you go down rabbit hole. And you just get behind this shit, you know what I'm saying? And there y'all was, man. I heard y'all talking. I saw it was live, and I said, Atheist, What? And then I listened to y'all. I'm like, wait a minute. Is these brothers talking like this? these brothers talking like that? Because I felt so alone out this bitch, man. I'm just going to keep it real with you. I felt like I was by myself out right here. I never really... I don't know too many black atheists.
1: I don't know any
4: until... you did, You know what I'm saying? And... The things I was going through with my family when I finally—I I don't know, man. It just kind of came out. I think my brother said something to the fact that I, I'm give y'all a little little background on me. I'm i uh, I'm a vet, man. I was wounded in combat, and uh, I'm a T11 paraplegic, and I I am in a wheelchair. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, brother, life is good. Life, no, life I'm, is a, good. I'm a
2: vet too, man. I got a, I got a crushed foot, so I got a crushed right foot, man, from a Bradley, bro. So.
4: Oh yeah, EOB. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was in EOB and 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 you know we found bombs for a living. You know what I'm saying? So, shit, shit was funky. You know and, and maybe one day we can me and, you know we can get off into that and I, I can get you some more game on that. But uh, I'm the oldest in my family, man. And and uh, I joined the service to help my mom. I'm 49. I'll be 49 in June. I was 18 when I went. You know what I'm saying? And uh. My mom was taking care of four kids and, and it was hard on her. So I had to get out and be, I was a man at a young age. You know what I'm saying? I I would go out and shovel snow and rake weeds and cut grass just to take care of my mom. Make sure she was good because she worked at them two diners. And can you imagine how much they was paying back then at them diners? Mm-hmm. I used to wonder why I used to, now I never blamed God for anything i've never said god is the reason why there's starving children or or i never i was never into that i kind of understood that man is causing these problems in in different Mm -hmm. countries i I started to understand that at a young age and listening to my grandfather and uh by, by the way man my name my first name is Kwame Nkrumah so I dig that name. When I heard the name Kwame, that was was kind of cool to hear another brother, with that name. But uh, up, bro? It it was uh it was funky, man. When I told my brother, I, he said something to the effect that, you know, God God put you in that wheelchair for a reason. And I got really uh, I got really pissed off. Like, why would God put me in a wheelchair, bro? A- answer me that question. And he couldn't answer it. Well, he he was trying to say, well, I had a message. I had a something to to you know how they do. You you in a you you in that situation to to have a to have a uh what do they call it a uh a testimony
2: revelation. I mean a testimony, yeah.
4: Yeah, and um, I, it just came out, man. I just like man, I don't believe in that shit. I don't believe in no God, man. I don't. And my brother paused. Now, this is my youngest brother. I'm the oldest, you know, again. And he paused and he hung up on me. He hung the phone up on me. Then next thing you know, I get a phone call again. And I got two people on the phone, my my other brother. Well, what's this? I hear you don't believe in God. Now, they chastising me like I'm a child, bro. This is what what, what really blew my mind. They they chastising me. Do you know how grandma would feel if she found out you didn't believe in God? I say, hold on. I got really, I, I got quiet. Because I couldn't believe that they was coming at me like this. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm still the same person I was that that took care of y'all asses, that that most of the fights I've ever had in my life came from taking care of y'all's asses, or fighting for my sister. Because the little boys want to pull her hair in that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like an outcast in my family, man. I felt like I was... Like, got bro, if have you ever have have you ever been in a room and you knew people was talking about you, and <laughs> right
1: there while you yeah. was there. I mean, I mean, that's yeah. that's how and I, that's, uh, what, that's how I lost a few friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just walk in the room and be like, "Oh, y'all was just talking about me," and y'all ain't gonna say what y'all was
4: saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. And that's how I felt at my my family reunion, man. I felt like. I was being talked about while I was in the room and getting the getting the evil eye from my people, from my and I'm like, and it, it just hurt me so bad. man. That I, I'm sorry, y'all. It just hurt me so bad, man, that I, you know, I, I just I didn't want to talk to my people. I, I didn't want to talk to them as much as I love them. Uh, and then when they found out my son was an atheist also, it, guess whose fault that was. You know what I'm saying? If you done told him this. You done told him that. And the mother of my of my son, the mother of my son would say, well, you know he you know he looks up to you and all of that, and he's doing that because you you need to tell him. I'm like, I don't need. I want my son to think for himself. What's wrong with that? You did. What's wrong with him using his own mind and whether he uh, wanted to be a Christian or not? What's wrong? I'm not going to force him to do anything. I want him to investigate and find out what he believes and what he doesn't believe. Now I'm gonna be there for him when he asks me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna bullshit him. I'm gonna tell him the truth. I'm gonna tell him exactly how I feel about certain things. That's right. And um, uh, it just it just felt I just felt alone, brother. I I, I can't I can't put it in, in any other words, man. And I don't know if y'all heard of the ACA, the atheist community of Austin
2: yeah, I live
4: in Austin. I'm, I'm from I'm from there. That's where we got the idea. Yeah, for this show, my man, uh, this dude named Dragnot and uh my man Matt Dilaunty, uh, right. they were there for me. I just happened to call the show, man. I just cause I like I said I was in a low place, bro. I I, I just my people wasn't talking to me. They wouldn't answer my calls and shit. And I'm just I felt in a low place. Now y'all know. It, it, it's different talking to white folks than talking to the the way we talk compared to talking to white folks. Now, I'm not, I, I love talking to them. I know Matt personally, I know. But it still, it still felt different than talking to my brothers. And even though I consider that man a brother and I consider Drag a brother because they was there for me when I needed them. Yeah, and you know, and, you know
1: um, they, they, they know this, like, uh, especially Matt and them, they know that it's different. There's a difference in the, The mainstream atheist community and the black atheist community because christianity is different in the black community christianity in the black community is coupled with slavery so exactly it's it's, it's more ingrained into the minds of the people so it's almost like uh matt Dillahoney honey it's not that he he can't uh like he can't tell you but he is like it's not his place to, to address certain right, issues, right. you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you didn't... Right, because he something. don't know about it. Yeah, you're not part of the diaspora. Right, that's well, I think that I'm not going
4: to say you don't know about it. I'm sorry, brother.
2: I was, I was just
1: saying...
2: No, that's, no, that's I was going to say... Uh, go I, ahead, oh, no, no, I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I used to go to Star of I was a part of the ACA. I was part of the crew. Down there in Austin, uh, with ACA, with Eric and uh, Talk Heathens and all of that, I I did all that. So you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I I used to live in Austin. I used to live in South Austin off of uh, uh, William Cannon. I used to live over there by William Cannon. Yeah, I've been I've been been invited down there. With
1: With your family? Yeah. How did How did it work out? Did you get uh, better? Did it get better?
4: Well most definitely, most definitely, because this this was going on two years ago, so and this was around Christmas at that, and um I thought I was going you know, I thought they were going to invite me home and, and and all this, and uh I, I'm ready to I'm, I'm got my got my jeep packed up and everything, and I was told not to come home bro it it got so so fucked up, man, my aunt called me a demon, uh I've been called a murderer, you know what I'm saying, for certain reasons. And uh, it was, uh, I, I, I've always been told to shut up. Don't ask questions like that. You know what I'm saying, don't. I used to talk to, uh, in Detroit I used to go to this, uh, uh, oh, what was the name of that church? Uh, his name was Kevin Butler and uh, Word of Faith. I used to go to their youth ministry in, in Detroit and i would sit there and i would ask questions man and i never would get a, a straight up answer i would always be told to just have faith you need to have faith and stop asking so many questions and that was the shit i couldn't handle you know what i'm saying that was the Save thing i
2: couldn't
4: do yeah. exactly you know what i'm saying so it got to a point where you know we slowly we got back to talking to each other and it's with certain people in my family I don't really want to talk to because I'm still going to hell as far as my aunt's concerned and uh, and my cousin because he's a pastor and uh, they don't talk to me you know they don't talk to me at all you know what I'm saying I'm just just the devil in their eyes I don't understand this bullshit that just because we don't believe the shit that y'all believe that we are somehow bad that we don't have morals and that type of shit I don't understand that brother I really don't.
1: It's indoctrination. It, I don't think they really believe that either. They just been trained to think that way. Cause I I've heard that from my family members. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you the devil, you the devil. And we wasn't even talking about religion. We was talking about flat earth. You know what I'm saying? And they called me the devil. Wow. And that and that shit. I ain't never really had my feelings hurt, but when they called me the devil, even though I don't believe in that shit, that shit hurt my fucking yeah. feelings. Cause it's like that's what you really think about me after everything. You think I'm the worst motherfucker in the in the universe? Because I don't exactly.
4: in your shit. Yep. And that's how I felt, man. that's how I, and I, and again, like I said, I I I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm am going to keep it real with y'all, man. I, I I, when I was talking to Eric, uh tall on Talk Heathen, and uh I called him and it was him and uh her name is V, I think that's his lady. And uh um, Z. Yeah, Z, yeah,
2: She's like, Yeah, she's like both yeah. 4'11,
1: you know, I remember them. Yeah, there. Go go ahead. I think she, or uh, uh, they, yeah.
4: uh, they are non binary. They, they, they prefer to be called they. Yeah, they, they, yeah, for sure. And so I, you know, I was, I just happened to call a show. Uh, I don't know what made me do it, man. And when I got to the part, my family was an hour away from me uh, in Columbus, uh, Columbus, Georgia. And I'm right, I'm right down here near Dothan, Alabama. And uh, they were an hour away from me. And this was around, this was Thanksgiving, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they was telling me that they was coming to see me. But, and I'm, you know, I went and got cooked and got drinks and spirits and I was ready to see them because I was so happy to see them because I hadn't seen them in a while. And they never showed up. And so when I called the show, man, I actually broke down, bro. And, and you know, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say it. I think we, you know, sometimes we tell our men that we're not supposed to have feelings and we not, fuck that. We ain't supposed to cry. We're supposed to suck it up. Well, that's bullshit. If it hurts, yeah, it, it is.
2: Because you know what? Because I, I'm I'm I don't know if you heard about the Manosphere on YouTube. I'm part of them, too. I'm part of that YouTube group, too. The Manosphere, where we talk about Alpha, Beta, and mm. Sigma, male So I'm part of that, no, too. No, I never so, heard yeah, yeah, so check us out, man. Uh, I'm part of the Manuscript as true. well, so we talk about relationships and shit like this. So, but go ahead, and finish the story, oh, yeah, man. But, but like I said, what, what you were saying, that's that's how that's why men, when we fall in love, we fall in love, and we lose a woman to another man. That's why we become overly jealous because that release of a, the release of dopamine that we're not getting from that woman, it makes us crazy. But yeah, go ahead. Bro. Right.
4: Yeah, and so you know, they they didn't want to come and see me. And uh, I called the show, and I told Eric, and I, I was talking to Eric and V Man, and I said I said something to the fact that <clears throat> uh, I wanted I want to say fuck my family, but I love them, and and I just broke down, bro, and and it broke my heart. It it it, it had me. I was I was kind of embarrassed, you know what I'm saying? Cause that you know I, I was always had that. You know, that mentality. We ain't supposed to cry in front of motherfuckers and that. And that's how I felt. But they, they showed me love, man. They really did. They were there for me. Uh, they like, Eric called me personally. We talked on the phone and he told me some of the things he was going through. And it helped me over the last two years. It, it helped me. And it, the, the other thing was, I, um, I lost my dog i know this may sound crazy to some people but i lost my dog around the same time and i loved that dog man and i never knew i could be i never knew i could love a dog the way i love that dog and all this was happening at the same time my family let turning it back on me i lost the dog that i love and i thought god was doing this to me i really did and um that's when i called the show man and and, and i was able to you know get with some people and talk to them and they they really helped me through it man and i i decided to uh go see i i i I had other things that i hadn't dealt with also you know as far as uh uh the the places i've been and the things i've had to do iraq and and afghanistan and and i hadn't i thought i dealt with it but i really didn't and um it was so, so bold, man. It was so bad that I checked myself into the hospital, man. And, uh, but I, it was a good thing. It was the best thing I, I, I did. And now, you know, I talk to my therapist, uh, one every Thursday, and it's, it's great, brother. It really is. But, but the best thing I think that, that has happened in the last, I'll run into you guys, and I would just sit back and listen to y'all show. I wouldn't comment or nothing like that, but I would just sit back and listen. And, um, I was like I got to I got to go holler at them. I got got to uh I got to chop it up with these dudes, man. Cuz they seem like some real dudes. And uh that's what that's what I wanted. That's what I needed. I needed some people who who I could chop it up with, who understood me. You dig what I'm saying? Exactly.
1: I'm glad you found the show, man. That that's that's why we made this show, bro, for for everybody like you and me. We all the same. We all uh, kind of been through some persecution. Uh I, I hate to use that word, but Christians yeah, like the Christians have the crap. But we all been through it, um, you know what I'm saying, from people that's uh, supposedly supposed to be professing love for us, all because of this uh, lack of belief in, in something that. And, and I don't want to go on, out on land and say that it's not true. I know most atheists just simply lack of belief, but I, I tend to take the anti theist approach most of the time and say that it's all bullshit. And I make that claim, and I think I can back it up too. Go ahead,
5: I call this the crazy crazy part, it the, the crazy I'm sorry, part. The crazy part is the crazy part is okay. Most people like to say that you know, uh, non-believers or whatever don't have any feelings, or how can you feel or if some of you don't believe in God or someone else? But yet, these cowards will come into the comment section and and just troll, and not seeing that a person is actually hurt because religion itself it does something to the mental mm-hmm. you know i mean if your mind is not open you wouldn't understand that because you are a sheep you can get in the comments you can do all that talking and, and talking about jesus love you and all this but your religion is so sub- supposed to be about love but here you go in the comments making fun of a brother that's trying to tell show tell his story of why he believe what he believes but here you go being a coward Right, but you were, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to, you're supposed to share your religion and your belief to try to draw people closer. But yet yeah, you're in the comments talking noise. Reason why is because the one that you believe in can't do it for you. He has to use right. you. Yep. So like you wonder why yeah. people walking away? You wonder why people walking away because of people like you.
1: That's why this what this is what people think. <laughs> That's why we let them come in. Do y'all know that
2: dude? Every man—it like, seems like every man speaks for God, but God never speaks for Himself or herself or whatever this thing is they call a God. But man, hey man, but yeah man, shoot man, hey, we need more and more brothers, man. We even trying to get some sisters on the show to be like members and stuff like that because we're gonna we're gonna be big. I mean, we're, we're, man, we, exactly. we don't. We, the rubber met the road. The rubber met the road, bro. So, with the new atheist experience, we're gonna be just as big as the atheist experience. We're not in competition. See, that's one thing about black atheists and you know, saying the new uh, an atheist experience. There's atheism has no color. It has no color, man. Right. So we, we so even if even if a white guy comes on and say, hey, I want to help your show grow. I'm an atheist. Let, let's see what we can do better, man. We're gonna we're gonna fill him out first to make sure he's not a you know an agent because you know we don't really deal with agents. But like I said, if any, anybody That's going to basically contribute to the growth of our show Because Qualey is the progenitor of this show He's the, he's the prototype, man you know, well, you know what I'm saying So we're all, just, I'm, I'm, I'm Johnny come lately I basically, when I saw When I saw the New Atheist Experience, I was just now like, hey man That's why, our inbox if I said, bro Let me help you, let me, let me, let me join your show, man I'm an I'm a, I'm a atheist uh, Let me join your show, man, let's see what we can do And man, ever since I met this brother The show has gained traction you know what I'm saying? Even more, me and him, like, we were like, well, what should we call the show? Nah, we shouldn't call it the Black Atheist Experience. Let's call it the New Atheist Experience that was just coming up with. You know what I'm saying? So I said, yeah, let's do this. So it's, it's just like when, you, when you're a film director. You're gonna, you got to come up with ideas and stuff like that to make your film better. So, you know, that's why me and uh, Qualey, we brainstormed on what we should call the show. When he said the New Atheist Experience, I said, let's do it. I said, that's it. That's what we're gonna call it.
1: N-U, they got the new atheist thing. You know, that's what they call us anyway, the new atheist. So I was like, okay, since they wanna call us that, let's let's be the new atheist. We are the new atheists. You know what I'm saying? Then so kind of like a play on words, cause new short for new being, and new, and we black and all that shit. Oh, okay. I did
4: that.
1: Yeah, man. That's why that's that's why yeah, we I started the show, good. man. Cause you know we had shows like um, the atheist experience and talk Heathen. and I I would watch those shows and I just noticed that whenever Um, black people call in they 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 just kind of weren't vast in the culture in the culture to be able to answer those questions or they would they would throw it to drag not or mandisa thomas or something so i said i mean we need our we need our own show we need our own show where black atheists can know that they're not alone and we can fellowship together and and spread the idea of free thinking in the black community because that's what's going to that's what's gonna save us you know what i'm saying all this uh amen brother amen, Jesus. amen. and turn the other cheek that, <laughs> that shit ain't got us nowhere all this we've been in that bible for two thousand years and it got us right where we at i say throw that shit out right use it for the the toilet paper that it is and try something better you know what i'm saying and what's better yep. than that is critical thinking based on your if you're gonna believe something at least have it based on
2: something that's real, not some bullshit like fake. Hey, did y'all know they actually had Bible toilet paper, bro? I just, I looked it up, I, I don't know if it was a hoax, but they actually had Bible toilet paper, bro. I would be
1: sure because they like, 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 the ink, the ink would like Bible be toilet your, paper. <laughs> get on yourself.
4: <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to find <laughs> it. I'm going to find it. Where is that? Where did you find it
2: at? I um, mean, you just Google Bible toilet paper. I, seen, I think it might have been a hoax or whatever, but they had like a dude, it was like a piece of toilet paper that had all the Bible scriptures on it. I looked at it, I was like, man, it's got to be fake, man. <laughs> you know. yeah that would be cool i that i think that
4: would be some that would shit would be cool bro. i definitely would yeah. i would support
5: that business for <laughs> yeah
2: for sure for
4: sure <laughs> and i but i i i'm glad i don't know what like i said i was just on, going down the youtube rabbit hole man and i just i just happened to run into y'all show bro and it was it was it was cool as hell cuz i said these brothers i could chop it up with and i could have a real conversation with them and they understand me and I damn sure understand them, and uh, I, I, I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I called today, man. I, I really am. Uh, uh, and y'all got to support him and me. That's for sure. I, I, I'm gonna be here. How, how do y'all do the show? Like once a week, or how do y'all do it?
2: Well, we, we'll it? go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Quayle. Uh, go ahead and explain, cause, I, I'm, cause I'm gonna start the Bible Comedy Hour. Uh, starting. Um, I gotta buy a Bible tomorrow.
1: Right, so basically.
2: I just I We are <laughs> a
1: whole, we a whole uh, media outlet. So we do more than one show. This is one show that we do on Sundays, The New Atheist Experience. And we also got The New Thug Show. It's an investigative podcast and uh, uh, surrounded by skept- uh, surroundings about skepticism and all that type of stuff. Just different beliefs that people believe in, and ghosts and psychics and all that. And we got um, The Shout Out Electron, which is. Uh, Science show um, Where we do the same thing We How we blend black culture and atheism We blend science and black culture too So almost like if if Neil deGrasse Tyson Was a little bit more hip You know that's kind of how Shout out Electron is But um, we we got new stuff coming on the way So that's why the channel is just named Generic after my name because we do so many different things So but if you want to Participate in a new atheist experience the official time is uh 7 p.m eastern on Sunday nights um periodically we might do some stuff during the week but that's just like on on the whim here but definitely you're gonna catch us every Sunday night
4: well I got y'all uh I got the bell run so I I, I damn sure gonna uh, I subscribe and it, and it'll let me know when y'all come on man so y'all damn sure got support it in me that's for sure uh, hey man like
2: I said man if you know if it's okay with Quayley, like we got uh brother ray he's part of the new Atheist experience because we're trying to get more hosts too because you know because we need to exp- like i said like what Quayley's doing he worked very hard on the show i've been following his brother for over a year um and i really and he really drove the point home with me uh as far as 18 i used to be i used to study to be a pastor like i am Mike matt Dillahunty studied to be a pastor at jarvis christian college right. in east texas and um i'm just like man when this pastor told me he told me, he gave me a book called 16 Crucified Savior. That's why it was the book of the day last last week. And I said, this is what woke me up. A pastor gave me that book, a seminary pastor. He, he even said he don't believe this shit. He told me, he said, don't say nothing, but man, I'm telling you, this is not real. Here's a book. I said, what is the pastor doing with the book, uh, World 16 Crucified Savior? What is, what is he doing with a book by Kirsty Graves? You know uh-huh. what i that, that I was like, that's strange. Like we, we ain't glad, but I'm the only one that pointed this out, though. I'm the only when that saw it. I'm like, wait a minute, what's that on this desk? I walk by the desk and stuff. I'm like, World 16 crucified. I'm like, what? And so he basically that's when he said, Hey man, shut the door, man. I got something to tell you. And that's when he told me it was all bullshit. uh I
4: mean, my what is it? What is his name? He just he passed away not too long ago. God exactly. damn, I, my my memory's stuck. Say again. James Rand. No, no, it's, it's a white dude. I think he's from. He's American, but he he was also he died from cancer. Uh, oh, uh,
1: Hitchens. Uh, oh, you talking about
2: Richard Hitchens? Yeah, uh, David Hitchens. Christopher, uh, Christopher Hitchens.
1: Yeah,
4: that's what that's the book I read. Uh, God is God is something.
1: God, God is where not my great. But, I, I, yeah, man. Hey, God Hitchens? is not
4: great. That's it, right? Hitchens
1: is a funny. Yep,
4: piece, that's the man. book I've been reading. Hitchens
1: is a.
4: But it's hard. I'm a. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you, it's kinda hard to, it's a hard read because of the, how, okay, if the yeah. average person tried to read it, it, it would it would throw them off. Yeah. But that's that's what got me started, you know what I'm saying? And I would I would read his shit, and uh I love to read, I've always you
1: gotta, uh, you been gotta a read, big... You gotta read Christopher Hitchens with a dictionary on hand. definitely.
4: Yeah, de- definitely, definitely, because he, he be on his, his shit, do, you know uh, yeah. what I'm mean? saying? And it was another one, uh, what's my man, the other, uh, the other dude, uh, uh, he made a, he made a, uh, a documentary, and the pastor, come to find out this pastor was gay, he was, uh, he was, uh, uh he, he was on, uh, my man, not Christopher Hitchens, the, he, he was with, he used to be with Christopher Hitchens a lot, uh, oh, shit, uh. Um, I don't know, he was a pastor? Yeah, I know y'all know him, man. He's he's from Britain. He's from uh Britain too. Uh, he's That's from uh he's from like over Dallas, there. Dar da, uh, Daryl Dawkins. Da, da, um, I said Daryl Dawkins. That's a basketball Dawkins. player. Uh, what was his name? Richard Dawkins. Da- it's Dawkins. It's Dawkins. Yeah, and he went to this church, and the guy got pissed off at him. The pastor got pissed off at him. Come to find out, about a year later, come to find out, this man was gay, and he was cheating on his wife uh, you know, with, a, with some, with other people. And he, he couldn't admit it though. My couldn't. If you watch the, uh, the movie, watch the documentary, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. Cause he was on, uh, he was on a couple of TV shows talking about he wasn't gay and all this. And it was like, wow, like really you going around trying to tell people they going to hell and all of this. And look what you, look where you at. You, you know what gang, I'm saying, gang. and I ain't, you know I don't just gay. Yeah, I don't have anything against anyone that's gay. I don't I don't at all. But I mean, it's just what I'm saying. Yeah, I think y'all understand what I'm saying. He run around telling people who trying to you know judge other people, but look at you. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna keep y'all that much. Yeah, we we I, I, but I remember. just wanna say. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I caught y'all, man. I'm I'm gonna be on the show. I'm I'm gonna be coming to check y'all out every, every time, every chance I get, man. Cause the more I can, the more I I can learn. You know, even though I'm about to be another year, I'll be about to be 50 years old. I'm still fly as a motherfucker. But even though I'm still I'm figured, I still love to learn. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, I, cause my son comes to me and asks me things you know and sometimes i have to go and look at it you know look it up mm-hmm. and i want and he's always we, we have a me and my son have a wonderful relationship and uh he comes to me when he wants to know things and we talk about certain shit and and, and i'm glad you know and i want to be able to point him in a, in a direction you know point him in the right direction because he's still young you know but he's doing good in life and i and i'm proud of'. am I can say this. I got two boys that one of them wasn't mine by blood, but I raised them. Right. But, yeah. and I love them. Just the same. same thing. Yep. Both you know, like I, I said, with, with
2: the whole, with the whole, because, you know, you, uh, I don't mean to cut y'all. You, you remember the Cap City Comedy Club? No. Club? Yeah, I,
4: I've heard yeah, that. I've I've heard heard that. On,
2: uh, I think it's off of Anderson Lane. I used to do comedy over there at the Cap City Comedy Club off oh, okay. of Anderson Lane. Yeah, so yeah, that's why uh, cool. Quaid was like, yeah, I need you to come on, man, uh, do some comedy shit, because last week, man, uh, they said, uh, I, I was getting calls from people like, they say, man, you had us rolling, even my brother, I mean, my cousin was like, man, you had us, because like, they was at the Super Bowl listening to the show, like, we had people at the Super Bowl listening to our show, uh-huh. our show was really tuned in, yeah, because, man, that's how that's much, what great, I don't know what's oh, going yeah, on tonight, well, but.
1: I, I forgot, I got to uh, tell everybody, we just reached, on uh, for the audio podcast, not for YouTube, but the audio podcast just reached 100 followers. So, I know that's not a lot to a lot of people, but that's a big deal for us to get uh, Well You 100 got 101, now. <laughs> got 101. <laughs> so so 101,
4: now. Everybody, everybody no, that's,
1: show. That's, that's not subscribed to the audio podcast, you can go to anywhere you get podcasts and subscribe to this show and, and all the shows. And if you don't know what shows we got, go to the website, quillycush.com, man. But um, it's, Are it's, they
4: it's in the...
1: Go ahead. Are they on the fa-
4: on the YouTube page? Or like, if I are yeah, they at, are to, they at the bottom
1: uh, of the YouTube? Yeah, you can just go to the description. If you don't see it, like on the like yeah, live yeah. video, just uh, click another video or or um, go to like the About tab on the YouTube page, and you'll see all the links to right. all, all everything that I just mentioned. Or the the easiest way is probably just go directly to the website, but that link is also uh, all over my YouTube channel. So if you go to the About or just to the Des- description uh, tab, you will see all that.
4: My man, hey, I'm gonna let y'all go. My 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 puppy want to go outside, so I'm gonna let him out. Hey man, it was great talking to y'all, man, and, and y'all will hear from me again. got some power, brother.
1: Peace and Black got African him. power, please, man. For you. But you too late. Safe late, also. All right, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, Kamal came through, man. Uh, Richard Dawkins. Oh yeah, man. He um he mentioned Richard Dawkins. That's that's one of my favorite white people in the world because he he actually identifies as an African. So and he don't. Oh yeah, he he's he from South, he's Cape Town. Yeah, he was born in Africa, so he 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 is African, but you know he's a he's he's a white guy, but he nationality is African, <laughs> his race is white, right. but you and, know he he he'll, yeah. he'll wear a shirt that say we are Africans, and that's how I learned evolution by watching his. um cause he's a, he's a, he's a professor. He teaches evolutionary biology. So I'm like, all these people talking about this bullshit. Why don't y'all talk, take it up to the to the experts? They don't never do that. But that's how I learned about evolution from watching like hours and hours of uh Richard Dawkins and shit. So, and your know, Right, he man. All books uh, and shit. But go ahead close out, man
2: That's my advice, man. Yeah, cuz uh man, you know, you know I've been trying to find me a love interest for now, man. And it seems like all we do, man, is all I do is run into these Christian women. So, I got a new love interest, right? Uh, she don't know that I'm an atheist yet. So, it's like, it like every time I tell a woman I'm an atheist, it goes south. So, should I, what? <laughs> I know I'm older than you, brother, but it's like, you know, as a content creator, you know what I'm saying? You being a content creator, uh, that's why I wanted to do the dateable atheist. Like, when I tried to do it last time, it got interrupted by an uh, ultimate Truth dumbass. Mm-hmm. So, um. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of like late in the show. It's like eight fifty. It's nine. It's a nine fifty-five your time. Damn, man. Yeah, I
1: don't know. <laughs> so that's why like, I want uh, to do the
2: undateable. When
1: it, undate it comes to these women, man, uh, I think it depends on on how serious you are about it. it. You know what I'm saying? If you're not sure, then just hold out. But I like me personally, and. I know this This don't get me far, like like they say, the honest the honest man, or the nice guy finished last, or whatever, however the saying goes, I tend to be honest with women, and, and I'm telling you right now, that shit don't work, so if you want to go far with this girl, you might want to lie to her, bro.
2: <laughs> Got to, man, because you know, a lot <laughs> of people think lying is bad, but lying can actually save lives, like, if you look at the, uh, what's that girl, named? Anne Frank, you know what I'm saying, she had to lie, uh, the, you know what I'm saying, just to basically, like, save the Jews, from some, the one she was, uh, um, she was locked in the basement. Where I think she, uh, I don't know, something happened like to where they had to lie to protect the Jews. Somebody, know the, the basement they was in. I think the person in the basement, it was a Jewish person. I mean, not Jewish, but a German lied for them so they could live. I guess because they knew Anne Frank was they, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't agree with the, the violence. So sometimes lying. A lot of people think you know, because you know you got Ray Comfort and uh, Kurt Dummer, I mean, C- Kurt Cameron. Dumbass, um, they said, have you ever told a lie? Have you ever told a lie? <laughs> or, oh, you know, hey, do you know that you're a sinner? I'm like, fuck you, dude. Y'all yeah, lied to protect myself, motherfucker. I did drive by shooting the other day, so y'all yeah, lied that I wasn't there. Yeah. So I wouldn't go to jail. You Shout know what I mean? Because I'm you, like, man. look.
1: Shout out to Electric Kane. He said, just tell her that you are agnostic.
2: <laughs> I don't even know if that'll work.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even know be if that'll work. She's like, nah, <laughs> no, come on, man. Now this girl from Arkansas, so you know, you know this girl from Arkansas. See, being in the Bible Belt, it's really hard for a man to date, and that's why I want to do the uh, Undateable Atheist. Because um, since since I'm part of the Manosphere too, I'm, like during throughout the week I will let you know, hey, can you turn can you turn the live stream on? I want to do Bible comedy. I want to do Undateable Atheist stuff like that. See, that could be a show too, Undateable Atheist. Yeah, man. You know, they could be like, you know, like have people call in, like, you know, hey, you know, I can't find nobody because I'm an atheist, and we're a, you know, we can basically like coach people because the suicide rate from from lack of love, man, is very high, especially during the COVID nineteen pandemic. I'm not saying I'm gonna kill myself. I love myself because uh, I don't want to die because I don't have no heaven or hell to go to. So if I kill myself, that wouldn't be fair. Um, <laughs> I just be I just be doing myself a disservice. Um, but, um, but yeah, man, there's a lot of people that, man, that they they don't know how to, um, control their emotions, man. And especially when they're atheists, you feel alone. Cause that's, that's, that's the, that's the, when you come into, when you take the red pill, cause to me, when you look at the matrix, when you look, when you take the red pill, um, Neo, not Neo, Morpheus. Say if you, you take the blue pill, you'll stay in your delusional bubble. You take the red pill, you'll come into new knowledge. So what did Neo do? He took the red pill and he woke up. So at that, at that point in time in the movie, Neo felt alone. He was looking around like, oh, man, this is, this is dope. Like, what the fuck? And then he felt alone because everybody, because he had woke up. When you're in the matrix, when you're in the matrix of religion, you have to, you have an insecurity to be, to feel accepted. That's what religion do. It basically takes away your, your self-esteem and your security and gives you a new sense of security, which is the religion. So without that religion, you're be, you will become insecure. And I think that's why when insecure people get like, get, 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 get shown, or like when somebody exposes somebody's insecurity, they get defensive. So that's why Christianity, people that are in religion, they get defensive of their religion because that religion is their security. Their religion is their backbone. Their, their religion is all they have. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you always hear women, God's going to send me a man. God's going to send me a man. Oh, you're 50 years old. God ain't sent you a man yet. You know what I'm saying? So the religion is their security. That's one thing we got to understand, that it's their security. So to break them out of, that, to break them out of that, 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 that type of security and give them a reality, I think people will start walking away. And that's what happened to me. I had to basically walk away because I realized that religion, Christianity, Judaism, Islam was my security. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what we're dealing with. So what we're dealing with in the South, in the Bible Belt, a lot of women are insecure. And they, they feel like, you know, and they don't even follow the Bible. So they know, they all talking about, you know, the Bible in 1 Corinthians, I think, 1434 or something like that, they said a woman must reign silent in the church house. And, not, and they, they can't speak and shit. But you got, you got Shirley Caesar. Uh, who else? Who else is a female pastor? Uh, what's that girl that can sing... Um, the woman that can sing. But you got female pastors down here, Paula pa- Paul Paula P- Pratt or whatever her name is. Uh Joyce Joyce Myers. Yeah, Joyce Myers. They don't even follow the know. booth. So <laughs> Right. So, you know, but the black you got Shirley, you got Shirley Caesar. Um, damn, uh Yolanda Yolanda something. I think I almost say Adams. She's a pastor. Uh Paula Pratt and uh you got you got so many other pastors and you got this one that shakes her head a lot. Like she having a seizure or something, like she probably got
1: popcorn, you know, or some
2: shit. yeah, I'm um, no, but no, she purposely does. It. She says, oh Lord, Jesus is coming. I'm like, that's so, funny. <laughs> and then you can just you can the background man. Look, I'm gonna send you a video. I'm gonna send you a video, crazy Christian. I'm gonna do, Oh, yeah, I think I think we are the that's what dude. we should we call it. So, man, we gotta, we
1: gotta do another one.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So this is, why, this is why it's hard for people to break away from religion is because of the security reasons. They have a, um, uh, a death security or something like that. Cause it makes them feel better about dying. You know what I'm saying? So when a person dies, they, they cry, but they like, Oh, she's in a better place. Did she send you a phone call? Did she call you? Or he, did he call you and say, yeah, I'm in a better place, man. You know, yeah, man, we having a ball up here. Man, I'm drinking my margaritas with God, you know? <laughs> well, you know.
1: man. And you and how the hell are you gonna be happy in hell knowing that somebody that you love—I mean, happy in heaven knowing that somebody that you love went to hell? It's it's an oxymoron. It's I had somebody. It's oxymoron? That I I had like basically we had a, a conversation, and I went through all the points of why God didn't exist, and it, but this person told me, "You're right," but basically you saying that all the things that I gave credit to God for. If I say God don't exist, then I'm saying that he didn't give me all this stuff. And I'm saying, he, he didn't. He didn't give you all this stuff. But what they have a problem with is they, in their mind, they basically saying, there's like a spit in God's face if he was real to say, oh, oh, you didn't actually help me graduate college. You didn't actually help me uh, meet this woman and all this stuff that people pray for that they give credit to God for instead of giving credit to, like, when they go to the hospital and they get healed in surgery, they don't give credit to the surgeon. They say, thank God. They never thank the surgeon. So, basically, when we come and tell them there is no God, they feel like we, we saying, fuck your surgery and, and, and your healing. And If it happen to you again, you probably won't get healed because there is no God. And it's that, that fear that keeps them into it. But it's, it's, it's levels to this indoctrination thing. And there's so many different reasons why somebody might believe. You know what I'm saying? And you can't, there's no like a uh, recipe to shake somebody out of that shit. And again, to reiterate some people can't be helped man some people just want to believe what they believe and they don't care about what's true so that's probably the first question we should ask people like do you care what the truth is and if they say no we just hang up on them.
2: exactly <laughs> exactly yeah because you know uh what that debate between bill nine and uh ken ham oh man ken, when uh when bill Nye you see that yeah when uh yeah Bill Nye, said, Bill Nye said, is there anything that can, you know, if we show you the evidence or whatever and you can find it to be true, would you still believe in God? He said, yeah.
1: So you don't care about truth. Yeah, he don't. I'm going to clip that shit out, man. I'm glad you brought that shit I'm going to clip that part out, play it next, next week. And then he asked, he asked Bill Nye first. He said, is there anything that will convince you that God is real? He said, yeah, evidence. And he asked him the same question. Is there anything that will convince you that God is not real? He said, nope. So they show you right there. You closed-minded as fuck. You just want to believe. But man, happy uh, yeah, exactly. Valentine's Day to everybody that, that celebrated, it, man. It's uh it's 10 o'clock my time. So we're gonna close out, man. Kwame, I mean, I'll let you have the last word, brother. You got
2: it. All right, man. Y'all come check out the new Atheist Experience, man, and we're gonna do uh we're gonna do Bible comedy hours starting next week. Uh I'm gonna uh talk with uh the host and we're going to get this shit rolling, man, because I want people to laugh, man. Laughter is the best medicine, man. If y'all come to the Bible Comedy, I'll promise you, I'll make it work your while, man. You know, um, also, thanks to everybody that called into the show, Priest to Brother Ray and priest to other Brother Kwame. Uh, man, come back, man. We need more and more members, man. It's okay to come out of the, uh, come out of the closet of atheism, man. Fuck what everybody say. Be you. Don't let nobody determine your life because you only got one life to live and you ain't got no heaven and hell to go to. So come to the New ATX Experience. Check us out. Be a part of the team. Be a Patreon. Hit us up if y'all got any questions. We love y'all. Happy uh, love day to y'all. And... uh,